checking it out. Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games, because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. This is the new one, though, I am. Just wants to get in your business. And thank you for patiently waiting for the return of our podcast. But I hope you haven't been waiting for Avatar Way of the Water, or whatever the fuck it's called, review. Because <laughs> yes, that's still not you're happening. in the wrong place. <laughs> that's not what we were working on. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were gone months so that we could really get that one nailed down right. Yeah. I don't know if we have enough water in this review. We're going to have to get some more cups. <laughs> now, it's been a it's been a very hectic uh time for us since mm-hmm. the holiday break. We uh we lost our pet Autumn. She uh passed away uh due to some cancer complications, so we had to kind of step away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh thank you everybody who has been patient for our return. Uh it's been a very roller coaster of the last two months but we are excited to be back for the new year mm-hmm. and uh plenty of of stuff to talk about back yes. so much stuff that i left a bunch of stuff off this week yeah because we just because i was like there's no way we can cover we just all this. don't have time so yeah our typical marvel rumor stuff will probably be on next episode yeah assuming it's even relevant at that point yeah that's true. It might we not have, be. We have Ant Man coming out. That mm-hmm. could knock out some of the rumors. Yeah, exactly. By that point, so mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh, yes, thank you for for joining us yet again for another year of dissecting this fiction. A uh, little house cleaning here. We are separating our gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I we will include it in this episode for people who are just now finding out. But we will be shifting our gaming to a separate podcast called loading games with dtf uh it will be on a different channel so we will hopefully get you to hop over to that one but in the meantime for the next couple episodes we will have both just to help people transition yeah over yes all right let's get into it huh Let's. Any uh, any side talk you want want to get out before we we get into our other stuff? Uh, I don't even know. I know there's so much <laughs> happening in the world. So much. We are in the process of trying to to move again. Yes. You know, we thought you know instead of doing these dishes, let's just kind of leave the house it. and start over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, on that note, it's possible that we won't be doing an every week situation for the interim period where we are figuring things out. Yeah. Transitioning, moving. Yes. All that good stuff. Yes. But we will, of course, keep people notified on social media. Yes. We'll try to... Unless we forget. Yeah. And then we won't. Yeah. (laughs) So, we appreciate your patience. You have a strong 50-50 chance. (laughs) Exactly. All right, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. We start with our good, bad, and ugly as our new formula goes. Uh, we are in our movies and television section, so let's get into it. My first is my good. Paramount Plus will be merging with Showtime, apparently. Okay. According to an internal Paramount memo, CEO Bob Backish announced that they will be putting the two streaming services together and calling it Paramount Plus with Showtime. I wonder where they thought of that. I feel like they need a creative department. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Backish, if yeah. you are listening, which I'm sure you are, <laughs> let me know. I have plenty of yeah. ideas. We have lots of better options for you. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
Paratime? Parashow? Sh- Showmount? Probably not. Showmount. That sounds like an interesting <laughs> one. I feel like you'd get a lot of intro subscribers just to, because, just to just see in what, case. what Showmount yeah. has to offer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, those are obviously really bad options, but like there are, I'm sure, better options than Paramount Plus with Showtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, keep in mind, too, like, they changed, they used to be CBS All Access, yeah. right? Yeah. And they changed the Paramount Plus. Yeah. So now they're changing They're again. having an identity crisis. Yeah. <laughs> they should join up with WB, then. You're right. For uh, uh, <laughs> the new DCU. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out the identity crisis was just for the apps yeah. that they use. It's not even for the uh, superheroes. Yeah. All right. So that was my good... Uh, Bouncing back and forth, or are we going straight down uh, the list? What do you want to do? Give me, let's give you, yeah, let's get yours. All right, give me your good. Okay. We'll give a little, little tit for tat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for my good, I would like to let everyone know that Tim Miller is directing reshoots for the Borderlands film that was originally directed with by Eli Roth. And um, I think that's awesome because. Tim Miller did Deadpool and Deadpool mm. and Borderlands seem like pretty good fit yeah, personally. I could see that yeah. uh, fitting really well. Yeah. So just to be clear, he's not replacing him. It's just right. doing reshoots because yes. of like, I'm assuming scheduling conflicts. Right. Yeah. It did, the, the deadline article said it is an amicable handle handing of the baton and doesn't mean that Roth was fired. It's just, they're adding to it, I suppose. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Which, but either way, it sounds great. So. So I'm curious if he'll get any kind of directing credit or if it's like not enough percent of the film that he wouldn't count as like a joint director. That's a good, good question. I guess it depends on how much they're reshooting. Mm-hmm. Really good point. <laughs> so what's your bad? My bad. we're doing slang yeah <laughs> my bad is uh so amc we, we actually talked about this a long time ago when mm-hmm. it was first kind of a, a thought i don't know if it was official at the time but amc is now going to be charging for seat locations they've started in the new york chicago and kansas city market and they will be expanding over the year to all of their locations domestically so what this means is they have three categories of pricing for their seats now mm-hmm uh, they have what's called standard sightline uh, seats that are the most common in auditoriums and are available for the traditional cost of a ticket. Value sightline, which is their second tier, which is seats in the front row of the auditorium, as well as select ADA seats in each auditorium and are available at a lower price than standard sightline seats. Okay. Uh and then their third is what they call preferred sightline, which will be seats in the middle of the auditorium and are priced at a premium to standard sightline seats. So now here's the thing is for the value sightline, which is the second tier, mm-hmm. so seats in the front row of the auditorium. So does that mean like the very front row or is it like because, you know, there's like sections 
there's a small like a few rows in the very front of the screen and there's that big gap yeah and then there's like another chunk of seats is I, it that front row or I like think it the means, front front row i think it means the front front row so like, like by that logic i feel like that's got to be like cheaper seating because that's like i why would you want to sit there yeah i'm not even that's sure. like you're sacrificing quality yeah for the cost sometimes i wonder mind. why the seats are even there like why bother <laughs> right yeah I, <laughs> You're just gonna like lay back and like try to see part yeah, I don't of the movie. Think, oh like, my god! I was it uh, back when? Uh, what is the fucking movie called? The the shaky camera stuff. Oh, uh, where which project? No, 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 no. Oh, it was like the one with the big monster in New York. The Netflix had a sequel to it. Oh yeah. Um. Oh my god, what is it? The... Exactly, exactly. It was the something, right? It was... No, there's no the. Oh. I think it's okay. just the name of the thing. Was it M. Night Shyamalan? Was that? No. Oh, it's not one of those? No. Okay, I don't know which one it is then. Anyway. I, I know the Netflix movie was called like uh, uh, Paradox. Something Paradox. Okay. Was it like Mist or something? No, it's not Mist. Okay. You can look it up. But, I mean... Well, I don't have my... Cloverfield. That's what I'm thinking of. Ah. So Cloverfield, back in the day when that was in theaters, Mm -hmm. I think we could only get seats in the very front row. And that was like probably one of the worst movies to be sitting in the front row for. I feel like I would just like... Like the camera is like intentionally shaky. You can't see shit. It's going to make you throw up. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like the worst experience for a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So I couldn't imagine. So I, I assume the value sightline is cheaper. There's no way they could charge you more for that because, like, I wouldn't want to, like, I wouldn't want to sit there. Yeah, it's like you're punishing me by charging me more. I think because it comes, it said also ADA compliant ones, so the, the value probably is the cheapest. Okay. Either, but just to be clear though, this is a terrible fucking plan because, like, just like that removes any like ability. It's like. It's like putting a class system inside of a movie theater? Like, what? Yeah, I'll get into that a little bit. Okay. But, okay, so the value sightline, it says only available to AMC Stubbs members, which is just their, their like, reward membership right. thing. Including the free tier of membership. Because you there's the free one, which is just for the rewards. Yeah. But then if you do their unlimited, the or not unlimited, it's like three movies a, a week or whatever. Yeah, the A-list That thing one. You, you pay for. A-list, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it says here too, so f- preferred sightline, which seems to be the most expensive, I'm assuming, where you get uh, middle of the auditorium and are priced at premium to standard sightline seats. Okay, so that one you do have to be an A-list member and you will be able to reserve the seats uh, in that price range at no additional cost. Which I guess is kind of a perk. So you... Oh, okay. In a way, they're kind of just charging you up front for the seat in general, but instead of reserving it. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to get to your point, like they're making, they're basically making what you said a like class tier of yeah. pricing. Mm-hmm. But thinking about it, at first I was like, oh, this is such a bad idea. And it is probably a bad idea. Yeah. Because it, it makes me wonder how many people will just not see movies now mm-hmm. in theater because it's more... Because you know, they can't sit they, in a they seat they want to sit, sit in. Where they want. Yeah, they can't yeah. sit where they want or whatever. But, like, I was thinking about it, too. 
it is also kind of surprising this never happened many years ago. Right. Because if you think about it, sports events, yeah, concerts, all events essentially do this already tiering of pricing based off where yeah. you are. And so it is kind of weird that theaters didn't do this until now. That's fair. Not to say it's a good thing for, for consumers. Obviously, it's right. going to suck for us. But, yes. like, it is kind of a shock. It was never a thing to begin with. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you know, I was getting tickets for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania the other day for uh, to go see with some friends next weekend. And mm-hmm. uh, I have the Unlimited, of course. Mm-hmm. So, theoretically, it should be free. Yes. But I was like, oh, let's see what the IMAX situation has. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to see it in a much more expensive market. Mm-hmm. So, the monthly thing is already $25 for it. Mm-hmm. They were going to charge me $8 just for the ticket to see it in IMAX 3D. And then to add a guest, which supposedly has a discount to the price of the ticket, mm-hmm. it was another 25 something Per person. Wow. So, I mean... <laughs> Doesn't seem like much of a movie discount. Movie tickets are already fucking expensive. Yeah. So, I have to wonder, like, with this kind of scheme... Like, it, I guess it feels like it's basically the same concept, but they're doing it in a different approach than just overcharging you for a format of the movie. Yeah. That's true. But that also brings up a good question, too. Like, what does this mean for those formats of IMAX or... Yeah. 40x or whatever the hell whatever I, there were so many got. formats yeah. i don't even know about but what does this mean for those ones will there be a, a, a another charge for those versions it's, as well on top of these different tiers it seems likely <laughs> sadly it'll just be every single feature that you want is an upcharge just microtransactions all up your ass yeah yeah it's so i see like pros and cons to it because i feel like I'm going to sound like an elitist, I feel like. but <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> I feel like this could go the wrong way. Um, potentially, people who are less likely to want to spend the money on certain tiers of pricing mm-hmm. might have to sit further from you. Yes. And not disturb you right. if they like to do such things. Yes, that's true. I feel like people might be less likely to want to pay for their two-year-old to have a premium seat. Exactly. And then not take their two-year-old to a premium seat in the middle of the theater for fucking Deadpool, Mm -hmm. for example. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) For example. Just throwing out a random movie. (laughs) So yes, you're right. That could work in the favor of people who are constantly being annoyed by people who... They're they're in those seats just because they're there with their parent. But mm-hmm. I guess if you look at the flip side, somebody who for some reason has to bring their child with them and is gonna do that <laughs> has to. I don't know. Whatever. I, <laughs> I was forced to see this movie with my yeah, child. I, I had no option to just not go to the movie. Yeah, I know. I know. I I'm not <laughs> saying I agree with it, but for whatever reason, those people are gonna be disadvantaged from it. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I guess another negative could come out of that. Just another flip side is like. At the same time, too, if you're paying extra money for seats to enjoy your movie the way you want to, Mm -hmm. and then you do have those kind of people who are disruptive Mm -hmm. on their phones, talking, 
coming in and out of the theater. Yeah. Um, that's also got to be frustrating on top of, like, you know, already dealing with it. Now you're dealing with it after having to pay more money right. for the seat that, that you even didn't more, have to pay that much for before. It's even more infuriating, yeah. Yeah. And then there's also the weird thing where you're having these three tiers and so it's like in a the- in a in a concert or whatever where there's assigned seating. Usually it's like the front and middle are the most expensive and then as you kind of move backwards and sideways from the stage view, it like in- decreases slightly in a gradient. Mm. But in here there's only three price tiers. And so there's going to be multiple scenarios where I'm sitting here and I paid the cheaper price and then you're sitting right next to me and you paid the more expensive price well i feel like they're gonna make it complete rows i don't think it's gonna be like you could be sitting to the left or right of somebody who paid five bucks more for their ticket like you don't think so no because it's it's not like the theater is curved i mean maybe i guess imax theaters might be like that a little bit but i mean they're just basically straight lines right of seats so I imagine it's going to be tiers as far as like from bottom to top, not so okay. much like not from side to these side. These five seats will be this prize. These next eight in the same row will be this prize. Because well, I that's what I was picturing. Like the middle of the theater to me is the middle, middle, not mm-hmm. just the middle rows, but the middle. In I mean, the they row. might they might do that if it's like the four on the left and the right of the middle rows. Yeah, are. The slightly cheaper, the cheaper one, yeah. Like, potentially, I guess you could say they could do that. But, yeah. like, I don't know. But I would also imagine it would probably be a gradient of pricing. Although that would probably make it more complicated. Exactly. To have, like... There's three different every, prices every in one row. Every seat, adds another quarter of exactly. price. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> to the price of it. I, it it I just guess makes it, it very complicated and yeah. very microtransaction-y. So, I don't mm. like the direction it's heading, but I can yes. see some advantages. It's very problematic yes. up front, but I guess we'll have to see how it plays out. Because that's one of the cool things about, like, a theater is, like, it's a place where everyone can go see the same movie and no, it doesn't matter mm. What you do, what anybody else does, it doesn't matter where you're from, what your interests are, you are all there to see the same movie. So theoretically, mm. you ha- have that one thing in common and you don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. And so it's kind of like it's, it's an equalizer. It's slightly bringing politics, it feels like, yeah. into just going yes. to enjoy a movie. Yeah, it makes it weird for no reason, other than them to be greedy, I guess. <laughs> it also feels like a weird strategy because... You know, theaters are still slightly struggling to mm-hmm. get people into seats. And so, like, now you're kind of giving them another hurdle to then have to be like, do I really want to go to the theater and see it now? Or should I just wait until it's streaming or for purchase? Yeah. Something tells me that it's like, instead of just saying, we're going to raise our prices across the board, they know which seats most people want to sit in. Mm-hmm. And they're like hoping that everyone who's currently going to movies is just going to just take it up the ass and pay the extra however many dollars yeah, I guess and not just... worry about any changes. So it's kind of like just another fucking example of inflation or shrinkflation or whatever. All the bullshit mm-hmm. that's going on right now where you get less for the same, for more money. Yeah. It's going to be like the, <laughs> the, the moviegoers yeah. are the ones that are going to really, I guess, suffer as far as yes. the uh, cost is going to take on them. Yeah. And, you know, what does that mean for their concession stand stuff? Like, will people just be buying less food now? Because it's like, you know, they have this kind of budget to go to the movies with their Mm -hmm. family. 
you know, you got three kids. Yeah. It's, it's insane, right? Yeah. So you're not like, you can't, you can get like what a, a drink and a popcorn and a fucking nacho and it's like 30 bucks at yeah. least. Like I, I don't know. And that's yeah. even, and I don't think they even gave pricing. It's just, we just, it's, that's just tears. It's just tears. We don't know what the pricing will be. So it could be a big drastic shift in price or yeah. it could be like, you know, less than a dollar. Yeah. We don't know. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It'll, it'll just be interesting to see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's one bad. <sighs> All right. Give me, give me your bad. It's, it's very, very similar, really. <laughs> My bad is Netflix's password sharing crackdown is beginning. And I know we've. So they keep saying. Yeah. They keep telling us. Yeah. They keep reminding us every fucking it, it day. Is, it is. There's a new article about how yeah. they want to make sure we know yeah. it's coming. Yeah. It is officially beginning, not in the U.S. yet, but basically, as we talked about many times, they were doing testing in other countries. They tested it in Chile, Costa Rica, Peru. Uh, I think there might have been somewhere else, but those are the three. And um, when they were doing their testing, what? Oh, no, sorry. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) The whole coming thing was just making me think of a meme that's going... Have you seen those, like, memes of, like, it's, like, clearly a a chick from, like, a porno? Yes. And she's, like... It's, like, she says, I'm coming, but, like, she always... They always change what she's saying in the meme. Mm, okay. But yes. she's got the facial expression. Like, it's clear what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it'd be funny if it was like, <laughs> you changed her to be Netflix, and then it's like, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I got that out of my now head. Now that we can get past that, yeah. 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 Go ahead. Sorry. Um, okay, so they were testing it in those markets, and wh- this is what bothers me, I think, mostly. Because we all kind of expect this. Because they've been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And so it's like, it's kind of like an inevitability at this point. It's like Thanos. Um, (laughs) But uh, how they implement it is the question mark. And what the specific effects are and how they're going to enforce it. But they tested this algorithm thing that they're doing in those countries. And when they were doing the testing, the cost of a sub account which basically what it, what it does is you can add a person to as a sub member hmm. to your account where you still pay the bill but they have their own login okay so yes. it treats them like they're a separate user yes but they're under your account correct okay so i assume the idea is your kids uh going away to college yes. will be able to use it or something like yes. that. yes um as long as they can log in with whatever there's details mm-hmm. but yes um and when they were doing this testing the cost of a sub account was about 25 percent of the cost of a standard plan in each of those countries which is seems like a somewhat reasonable number yeah as long as you're getting the same exact content and you're not limiting to something less yeah so if they were to apply that 25 percent number to the u.s when they implement it our cost for a sub sub member account would be about 350 to four dollars a month okay okay However, here's where it gets fun. As of the 8th of February, last week, um, Netflix launched the fees in the first countries as part of their official global rollout. And the countries that they started with are Canada, New Zealand, Portugal, and Spain. Mm-hmm. And the price in these countries for a sub account was an average of about 43% of the standard plan. Oh, so, so the, certain so, countries are going to be higher percent than mm-hmm. others. So it's yes. probably going to be based off cost of living. Potentially. 
So Canada, which is the closest market to the U.S. of the ones that currently have this, uh, they're being charged nearly half the price of the whole plan just for one sub-member account. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the only argument you can make as Netflix is like, well, would you rather just pay the full price again? Like, Okay, just wait for it. Okay. <laughs> I like where you're going. I'm trying to help you, Netflix. I like where you're going, but I have a rebuttal. Okay. <laughs> so if they were to roll out the current pricing structure and use the same algorithm... In the U.S., we would pay seven fifty a month to be a sub-account to someone having a full account. Okay. Okay. But you could also just get the basic Netflix account with ads for $7 a month. Yes. By yourself without having to be on someone's account. Of course, that's with ads and yeah, there's yeah. there's feature limitations so on like, it. I mean, $0.50 cents is a lot better but, appeal to not have ads. Agreed. However, to me, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> to me, this seems like a base, not really a scam, but a an incentive to force people to think, oh, well, I can just get my own account for fifty cents less. Yeah, I mean, with the ads. If that's what their intent is, which would be dumb if it wasn't, yeah. uh, that's very smart marketing, is what that is. I hate it's, it. It's <laughs> pushing people to give them more user account uh-huh. data, more user to accounts. Then now they say, now we have this much and more mm-hmm. accounts available. And then they're making money off of you from ad revenue as well. Yes. And they're giving you less programming or whatever. Not less programming, but it's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I think the basic account only has standard definition streaming. Are, are they going to do the shit like uh, WB with HBO where like, if you get the ad one, it's like you don't get certain um, certain movies. content. I don't know. Or is know. it going to be the same exact content? I think Netflix? it's the same content. The, the limitation is the definition or the quality of streaming that you can have but that may change as netflix has ramped up all of its big num- like big gotcha. titles um so i don't know for sure about that i don't know if you have it here but i do remember reading something about like they had supposedly i don't know if it was leaked or posted yes. by netflix but it was like how they were going to enforce it was essentially you had to check in yes. through the modem that was tied to the account mm-hmm. uh, every X amount. Of, I think it was like once a month or something. It was thirty days. Yeah. Uh, to basically verify for it to allow you to use it, mm-hmm. not at that location. Yes. Which is, I guess, was their way of like letting people still travel with it, but yes. not let people just use permanently the use it elsewhere. Yeah. Yes, that's basically what. And so it, they're calling it a leak. <laughs> just <laughs> but, have like a burden phone that you yeah. like, mm-hmm. like the the the. Yeah. Primary owner. Yeah. Just like dies. mail it to your friend once a month. <laughs> well, you don't have to do or that, Or go to right? their house because once a month. You could theoretically, I don't, know, I don't know, the way I'm thinking of it is the primary account holder would have a burner phone mm-hmm. that's tied to you. Mm-hmm. It would register in on the Netflix app mm-hmm. on the phone yeah. that you're there. And then you can now go and then use it on your Xbox or your PlayStation, mm-hmm. wherever the hell you actually are. Right. I, I, that's how I would think it would yes. work, unless there's some kind of loophole there that it yes. doesn't work that there's way. There's limitations on that. Okay. So um, basically, from what I was reading, they posted that information and it was meant to be posted for the countries where they went live with this, but they posted it on some other country's help website as well. Mm. And that's why they ended up taking it down because yeah. it didn't apply yet. 
Okay. They have since updated the website with information and they removed whatever, whatever. But basically, the gist was the Netflix is going to recognize your IP address from your device. And it's going to say as uh, your from your primary device, basically, in your location. So if they're connected to the same Wi-Fi network as your primary device, then you're good. As long as you reconnect within 30 days. Um, or every 30 days. But if you have a device that you travel with, that for some reason you don't log into at home, mm. then maybe the next time you go out of town, it's been over a month and you didn't log in at home, then you would have to get the like emergency password garbage that like lasts for seven days, I think is what they said. Okay. Um, this sounds very similar to what ne- or, uh, Nintendo does with their Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, just for using the games online... Uh, away from home Mm -hmm. you have like basically to to check in on your house ip and then you have seven days to to use the stuff outside of your house or whatever you don't have internet or something like that i think it's just for like playing games that need internet to turn to activate the games or whatever yes um so Essentially, if you haven't set a primary location for your account, it will automatically set one based on the IP address and device IDs and their account activity. And um, it's going to basically limit you automatically based on recording your device's information. So it's kind of a bummer. But um, I see why. Although it does look like when they modified the website, it does look like they removed all references to the trusted devices, the ones that you've issued a, um, a allowance to or whatever, access to, and 31 days from its account sharing policies on the website. So they may be changing that as well. To like shorter or longer? I mean, I would imagine shorter based on the bullshit. Yeah. But... I mean, say if it's shorter, that makes it worse. Yeah, but it does. Um, if it's longer, then like that's makes people a little bit more happier right yeah so they won't be using gps data they can't collect that but it does say that your ip address will say near this location whatever whatever so basically anybody who shares as long as you live within a reasonable radius of who has the primary account like you're pretty much still good yeah just you can just go drive by visit them for a a minute (laughs) and go check in go to dinner at their house once a month Just gotta play it off like you're just there to say hi. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we brought you a checking your yeah, uh, your Netflix you account. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. So I don't know. I don't like the direction it's heading because it seems like it's yeah. trying to funnel people into their ad revenue account yeah. rather. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Netflix when this actually goes live. Yeah. In most countries, because yeah. like I I want to know how much user. Uh, data they're gonna like see like yeah. a drop or you know or people will actually just be like you know what let's get the sub accounts and yeah. then like see how many okay so uh, and they're even gonna show that kind of data to, to people so to, uh to, i mean they might hide that to make you think that it's really well and there's a lot of people doing it if there's not <laughs> so important detail about the sub accounts that i didn't mention yet is that if you are a like middle tier uh, account holder, the mm-hmm. standard account holder, you only can have one sub account. And if you're a premium tier, 
you can have two sub accounts. That makes sense because it's yeah. kind of like them translating like the amount of devices you can have. Exactly. Which is, I feel like Netflix, unless I'm dead wrong on this, I feel like Netflix is the only service that limits how many devices you can connect your account to. Because I feel like HBO, Amazon, yeah, Hulu, Disney Plus. Like I feel like I'm always going onto a different device. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be at my parents' house, or whatever. Like logging into our account and like I feel like I'm not reaching any kind of like notifications of oh you can't have this many on here. Yeah. Um. Disney Plus has like a maximum number of streaming devices at one time, but there's no limit to the number of devices okay. you can register the account to. Okay. But even the Disney Plus, it's two. So with each sub account, since there's their own login, they can only log into one device. They can only have one. Like they can log into multiple devices, but they can only uh, view one session at a time. So say for some reason, like if we were having a, a sub account. So sub accounts can't share. Exactly. Exactly. So if we had a sub account on someone else's account. A trickle down of sharing. We would only be able to use it at the same time together or one at a time we mm. wouldn't be able to share yeah i feel like it would have been better for them to take this in phases because it seems like they're going from anybody can have your password yeah. you go fucking everybody gets mm-hmm. a password you know they're like oprah with passwords it but was kind of like part of their marketing at one yes, point it I was. Feel like to like entice people to be like yeah i feel like it was even in their ads they like shade talked other streaming services into like in like cheeky little things on mm. Twitter and stuff about like oh you can have you can share passwords with your friends we don't give a shit yeah but now here they are mm. cracking down harder than almost anyone else I, I want to say the CEO actually stepped down from Netflix mm. like I wonder if it's like he's like yeah we're gonna lose a lot of money <laughs> like that was my first instinct when I read that he yeah. like stepped down and like retired essentially mm-hmm. I'm like he probably sees that they're gonna potentially lose a shit ton of stock mm-hmm. when people decide they don't want it because of the the price increase that they're sharing or mm-hmm. you know it's already expensive as fuck just to have it um so i wonder if that was like the mindset of like i'm gonna get out while it's good yeah and uh, yeah. <laughs> let them deal with this yeah exactly so yeah i had a it was a bad bad unfortunately okay now we can move on to uglies yep we can <laughs> I probably should have put this in our DC because we got the DCU uh, announcement stuff, but like, I don't know. It isn't ugly for me. So Variety is reporting that some WB executives are interested in moving forward with Ezra Miller as the Flash in the new DCU. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sources have said that Miller has stayed out of trouble since starting mental health treatment last summer and has reopened the door for Miller to potentially continue as the Flash. Um... So I guess, are we also going to get Amber Heard back too then? Do you think? Uh. <laughs> Seems like we're just going to, I don't know. That, that's my uh, little two cents there. Yeah. Um, so we know the movie comes about what? In like what was it, June 16th yes. for the Flash film. Mm-hmm. Which we know he's, we know they, oh my God. I hate this so much. You couldn't even do it with <laughs> God, I gotta make sure I delete this part. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, I I guess for me, this is like fucking annoying because (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I was like, oh, what's he going to say? <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying to me because of all the Henry Cavill drama. Yes. You know, James Gunn's going out saying like, oh, I want to start fresh. And like, you know, mm-hmm. that's understandable. It's been mm-hmm. a mess with the DCU. Yeah. Or EU at the time. Yes. You know, it's like, it makes sense of you want to start fresh. You want to start completely over. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, that means like you're getting rid of everybody. Clean slate. And yeah. I get that you can use the Flash literally to reset the, the mm-hmm. universe because of storylines they've used. Yes. But like also at the same time, what does this mean for the reboot then? It's like if he continues as the Flash, mm-hmm. if Ezra continues as the Flash, then that means the argument of why you need a new Henry Cavill, a new Gal Gadot recasting, is irrelevant, or whoever, yeah, is irrelevant exactly. Yeah. and I've I've kind of you've mentioned this that before, before. Yeah. <laughs> a few times. And like, here's the thing: is I'm not even like a like a Snyder like fanboy. Like I mm-hmm. really don't like. I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they they could have been better. They clearly weren't the best. You know, because of like the. The issues between WB and, and Snyder, but yeah, you know, storyline they, they really fucked a lot up. But mm-hmm. like, I guess I'm just all or nothing. It's like if you if you're gonna say you want a complete reboot, you want to do it your way. Mm-hmm. That's completely fine. That's great. Let's do it. I'm excited. But man, this is really concerning. If it's gonna be more WB uh, higher up politics that are gonna fuck. This whole MC or DCU mm-hmm. new chapter up, you yeah. know. I just, I'm just so concerned by that, and like we'll get into like stuff with our you know announcements later of like other castings that are, I'm just like okay, yeah. <laughs> but it just it, it's really frustrating to me that like they are even considering it. Now the only other side is like this is just kind of like their way of playing PR potentially of yeah. like making people feel like this movie matters. Mm-hmm. And so people go see it instead right. of being like, well, this doesn't matter. I'll just wait till they start the fucking first whatever movie TV show, whatever is going to start the official reboot of DC. Right. Right. Um, so maybe they're just trying to do that. Yeah. I don't know. You know, there's been talk that this is a really good movie. People have supposedly compared it to the dark Knight, which Oh. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But um, I don't know. I'm not too thrilled with this so far. It feels like essentially you're rewarding cast members that don't necessarily deserve it based off stuff that they've been in the <laughs> news yeah, about. Yeah, it's just an interesting... And then other ones who haven't done anything wrong are just kind of getting the boot, and I don't yeah. really get it. It's an interesting line to draw where... Some people do something wrong and they're punished and other people do something wrong and they're not punished. And then other people didn't do anything wrong and they're punished. It's just, it's arbitrary. And I'm sure it's not considered like, you know, I'm sure it's not James Gunn has anything against Henry Cavill or or whoever is not going to be included. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's not at all about that. It's just about rebooting and doing it in the way they want to do. But like, again, it's like to me... To do it with everything. Right. Because, like, then you're making it, like, still kind of complicated for the general viewer. Of yes. Like, well, why is this person still around if... Yeah. Anyways. That's my ugly. 
makes sense. Uh, my ugly is interesting. <laughs> so I, it was announced that Tron Aries will be starring Jared Leto. And I called this an ugly because I assume that it's going to just cause a shitstorm of people hating on Jared Leto because it usually does. That was my first thought, yeah. too, when they announced it. I was like, yeah. so this is going to give them the spotlight for a bad thing. Yes. Unfortunately. Yes. Because I personally don't have a problem with Jared Leto. And I think he's a good actor. Oh, I think he's, I think he's, a, great he's a really, really good actor. He's been in some odd roles, but and he's done... Some odd things have happened in movies that he is in. Mm, yes. Whether it's him or related to other things, whatever. Um, so I think that he's... I don't have a problem with him. But my I think it's going to get ugly because people seem to ride mm. the hate train of yeah. Jared Leto these days. Yeah. I will say, I think that the whole Morbius like thing... I don't think it was really truly about him mm-hmm. in the movie. I think it was just about the movie itself. Absolutely, being yeah. being so, like bland yeah of a, a, a story and just yeah. like a character that's so tied to spider-man and then they didn't even tie it to spider-man it was just kind of like what yeah. the fuck are we doing here yeah um so more I, so i don't think it was really about him in that movie specifically but like you know i think what really damaged him was the uh joker yes and i don't think it was even him as joker in that concept i yeah. think it was just the fact that the Snyderverse was just not really going anywhere. Yeah. And that Suicide Squad movie was just so bad. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like by affiliation. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really so much about his, in my mind, it wasn't about his portrayal of that character. Of course. And obviously WB or whoever's in charge is going to give him the okay on whether he can or can't go that route, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like he's signed on and he's like, I'm doing it my way. And yeah. they're like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. he doesn't have a full control of that. So yeah. if they're not okay with it, it's not going to happen. Right. I think people tend, the internet, namely, tend to scapegoat the face of the situation. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like all the complaints and bullshit surrounding both of those situations were directed at him. Yeah. Even when they weren't even, like, him doing a bad job. He was acting the role that was supposed to be there. Yeah. You just... I mean, it's, it's probably... <laughs> wasn't well-received. It's probably a hot take. But mm-hmm. I kind of... I actually kind of enjoyed the idea of his Joker, like, version. Same. It was so, like, opposite of what you... You know, it what wasn't the traditional Joker, but, like, yeah. I could see it working in a modern day. Yes. And I've, so that's kind of, like, where I was, like, I'm really interested in what they do with this. And I was really hoping to see if they did some kind of a, a backstory to... A, uh, Todd, what's it called? What's his, what's the the Robin that they that was killed in in that backstory yep. uh, for for Batman? They didn't, you know, they kind of teased yeah. it with knowing he died, but like yeah. you know, I would have really loved to see like them do an ad- adaptation of that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I think it was. I agree with you that he ha- he kind of did like a more modern take on the Joker character. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting and had a lot of potential, but they cut so many scenes out of that movie and then he never got to go any further with it that yeah. it kind of le- it was left like, "Oh, that was kind of weird," you yeah. know. I, I, as far as Tron goes. Yes. Um back to that. <laughs> I've seen the old Tron movie, it was from like the 70s, 80s mm-hmm. or something like yeah, that. Like yeah. 
it's you know not of my time so like it's mm-hmm. nothing that i have uh, this beloved memory of but like you haven't I, seen the more recent ones there's only two i've seen the old one yeah which was like i mean it's fine it's whatever yeah. it's like you know it's dated obviously yeah. but like i'm sure it was great at its when it came out yeah um and i've seen tron legacy okay and like honestly i couldn't tell you what the plot of that movie was but i don't remember hating it it had some cool concepts some visuals mm-hmm. you know so I'm not against seeing another Tron is what I'm saying, I guess. Got it. Is like, you know, we've gone a long way since that one came out. And I remember that one looking pretty good. Yeah. So I'm I'm here for another Tron movie, you know. Yeah. If they get the story going correctly and it, you know, has some fun action to it, like I'm yeah. all about it. Yeah. And I'd like to hope that even though I expect this to get ugly, that maybe somehow Jared Leto can get bypass all of that bullshit mm-hmm. this time and finally be seen for a good actor I mean, in, anyone, a more, if, in a modern thing. If anyone's <laughs> interested, my favorite movie that he's in is uh, The Lord of War. Oh, yeah. With uh, Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, Nicolas Cage's brother and they, they basically are uh, black market uh, weapons dealers mm-hmm. that deal with like selling to, buying and selling to other countries and stuff. Yeah. So... I thought that was a really good movie, and I I loved his role in that one. So, I loved him in a movie that I would probably never watch again because it was so fucking sad. But Requiem for a Dream. Oh my god, I hate that movie so much. I, it was so good. It though. makes me so uncomfortable. I can't watch it. <laughs> I've seen it like I think two or three times, and every time I'm like, I will never watch this again. <laughs> and then you do, uh, watch but it I, again. but I, I'm I'm officially done. I've okay. never seen it since then, and okay. I will not see it. I okay. just it's so it's so depressing. It's so depressing. I watched it when I was a teenager. It was in my yeah. you know it was in that time period where yeah. it was like I was into depressing things. Obviously, I'm not into that shit anymore. <laughs> I was into depressing. Things. I was in high school. I was I like, arguably yeah. still am. Yeah, you are. I really like like depressing plot lines. Yeah, like plot points. So you know, like yeah. the uh, the leftovers is one of the my favorite fucking shows. Right. So I'm kind of surprised you would never watch it again. But yes, it was very, very, very fucking uncomfortable and very yeah. depressing, but really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, so, it, it was good. I just, I, it's not something that I want to go watch. Same. <laughs> over and over. I don't want to watch it again either. But if anybody's never seen it and yeah. they're willing to watch something depressing, it's so good. Ironically, and he's really good I at haven't it. seen that he did, I think he got an Oscar or at least nominated, uh, was it Dallas Buyers Club? Oh, yeah. I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. We should watch it. I heard really good things. Yeah? Want to watch it like back-to-back with Tron? (laughs) Or Morbius? No. (laughs) Double feature? Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. That's all all I had to say about all that. (laughs) He should get like a catchphrase for every movie where he's like, uh, like, let it... Let's it go, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Leto. Yeah. You know, like like a hype, you know, like a yeah. hype moment. Yeah. Where he's like, "Let's it go." Oh right, and he was in House of Gucci. I remember that. Oh now. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Also really, good, really in that. good in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forgot about him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he looked nothing like himself. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's our good, bad, and ugly. For this yep. week. Yes. A uh, couple cancellations, unfortunately. Nothing we really... Well, one that we watch, but um, 
First up, Pennyworth mm-hmm. has been canceled by HBO. This was the prequel origin story of Alfred mm-hmm. for the Batman character. Uh, so after three seasons, it's been canceled and they will not be giving the official origin of the butler to Batman. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. So we won't get the uh, conclusion. And by we, I mean anybody who's watched it. Yeah. Because we haven't. Because we haven't. <laughs> but we also won't. <laughs> yes. Uh, Netflix has canceled Inside Job after renewing it for a season two. Mm-hmm. So this was like a weird thing where they yeah. they announced it was going to return mm-hmm. for a season two and then... After that, they said it was canceled. They were like, psych. Uh, so, series creator Shion Tak- Takeuchi. Shion Takeuchi uh, revealed on Twitter. She said... Or, I, don't, is that, I don't even know if it's a blur. Uh, I don't know. They said, I'm heartbroken to confirm that Netflix has decided to cancel season two of Inside Job. Bummer. Yeah, so pretty straightforward. Yeah. Unfortunately. Lunch was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I, I like the first half. They introduced a new character in the second half, and I was not as into the character, but like, I probably will finish the mm-hmm. show. It's like Rick and Morty light, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like not as intense with, <laughs> Rick with and Morty. A, with a female lead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's a fun premise. Yeah. All right. Um, for anybody excited about Wednesday, uh, they, uh, they have renewed the show for a season two. Of course they did. Just wait for them to cancel it. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. That one, I think, is going to be sticking around for a couple seasons Yeah, if least. only to have another stupid TikTok dance viral sensation. Oh, my God. You know they did that. Just, like, they had to have done that just so that it would become a TikTok thing, yeah. right? Like, Absolutely. there's no way yeah. they were like, well, let's just uh, let's see if we can do some artistic dance yeah. in the show. Uh, the actress that I'm blanking on her name, she actually did that choreograph that dance herself after mm. watching a whole bunch of stuff that was like from the era supposedly yeah yeah okay well. but yeah they had to know yeah. <laughs> all right where are we at where are we at oh here we go more more wb conversation um so wb discovery uh their whole initial plan was they were going to merge the Discovery Plus and the HBO Max services together. And now we're getting conflicting reports from different outlets saying that they are or they aren't doing this after all. So Wall Street Journal reports that they will no longer merge HBO Max and Discovery Plus out of fear that the subscribers of Discovery Plus, which is around 20 million, will not be willing to pay a higher service fee for the service. So, okay, that's understandable of an idea. Yeah. Like, you don't want to lose what you have because they now don't want to pay like twice as much for shit they don't care about, right? Yeah, because Discovery triple even. I think I would love to know the dis- subscriber. That's like five. Is it five bucks for Discovery Plus? Yeah, it's at least really it was cheap. at one point. I would love to know the subscriber demographic and, breakdown for Discovery right. Plus. <laughs> well, I mean, it says twenty million. No demographic breakdown. Oh, like, demographic. Like who they are, because okay. like we don't subscribe to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't we had think like a most free people trial, do. I think. Through, yes. I think it was like was it Prime Day? Yes. We had like a, I think it was like thirty day trial or something. But like I'm suspecting it's got to be like people who have kids that they want to watch educational programming, and then people who want to watch like I mean, home improvement shows. It like had, I don't like. I mean, that was essentially what it was, right? Yeah. It was home improvement shows, and uh, ninety day fiance was like basically its own cinematic universe. Yeah. It's, yeah, and then like uh, fucking there was a nature lot of shit, nature stuff ish. Yeah. Honestly, 
and I probably don't even care that much anymore. But honestly, I would really only want Discovery Plus for Shark Week. Yeah, if it was actually Shark Week still. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and that's yeah. why I was kind of okay with it going over to HBO Max. Like, oh, cool, I'll get to watch Shark Week. We don't have to. Fig- I won't have to figure out how I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not anything I'm going to go out of my way and get now that it's not merging. If that's the case. Yeah. Um. So the conflict, the conflicting side is IGN has uh, reported that they have been told by somebody uh, over at Warner Brothers Discovery that there are no plans to change the merging and that it's still happening. Okay. So it should be remain remaining unchanged, but it will be more expensive than the fifteen ninety nine that we have. Currently for HBO Max for the ad-free version. Gotcha. Of course. I mean, yeah, but like, again, it, it, assuming I give a shit about Discovery Plus, mm-hmm. you better not go over $20. Yeah. Because I am i don't care that much. Yep. You know? So if you're charging me over $20 for your service, I'm yeah. not that concerned. Yeah. And I'm not going to drop to the lower add tiers because then I'm not getting the stuff I care about. Exactly. Because you won't get like the, was it, you don't get originals mm-hmm. or theater stuff, right? Yep. Which I guess they're getting rid of the theater, really stuff anyways, theater stuff so. anyway. not really theater stuff but you don't get the originals which are like the main thing that you watch HBO for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Angela Bassett uh, won a glo- Golden Globe for Wakanda Forever for her portrayal of the Queen. Uh, it's the first actor from a Marvel movie to win a Golden Globe. Uh, she's also nominated for basically the same category for Best Actress in a Supporting Role uh, in the upcoming Oscars. When are the Oscars? I want to say it's like the week after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Watch, it's like, I'm like tonight. <laughs> oh, okay, I was thinking uh, they're the week after my birthday, March twelfth. Oh, it's in March. Okay. Yes, I was like, I feel like they're somewhere around my birthday because we, we... used to put focus on the Oscars. Yeah, but I, it, every year it feels like it's less important, mm-hmm. and so like we've kind yeah. of naturally drifted away it from it. But yeah. like, I don't know. I'll I'll check the nominees and see yeah. what's out there, what's going on. I it... really haven't been paying attention to it, so. It was pretty fun that one year to go see every single one. Oh yeah, we, we went. That on, was an oh achievement. My God, we went on a binge. <laughs> that was definitely an achievement yeah. unlocked. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll see uh, what there is, and yeah. and we'll have at least a small conversation probably. But yeah. we probably won't have a big episode focus like we did in the past. Right, right. Um, but I mean, congrats, congratulations to her. Like that's exciting for her, obviously, and that's very exciting for just the MCU in general to like kind of prop it up to a standard that like you know you can bring this caliber of acting you Mm -hmm. know and not that you can bring it that like it can be acknowledged i guess is more accurate way of saying exactly there's been really really great exceptional acting in a lot of these movies and a lot of the like just kind of bougie bullshit motherfuckers don't want to acknowledge it because it's oh it's tainted because it's not like i mean there's actors out there that still are kind of like you don't want to be yeah. a part of a superhero movie or mm-hmm. whatever. And like So it's definitely progress. Yeah. And she did a fucking amazing job. So she absolutely deserves it. Yeah. And I I, I that movie I believe is on uh Disney Plus currently. I think it yeah. came out February first. So mm-hmm. anyone who hasn't seen Wakanda Forever, it's out there. Yeah. On Disney Plus it, now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 
It's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, some other news related to Disney. Apparently, there's going to be a Toy Story, Frozen, and Zootopia sequel in the work for each for those franchises. Do we really need to keep going on fucking Toy Story? Uh, yeah. So that's the. I'm just kind of confused. I I guess it's just. A guaranteed moneymaker, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's the debate whether or not four was necessary. Yeah. Three was a really nice ending to the the, mm-hmm. the, the whole story. For those characters, at least. Yeah. Um, four was four essentially... Was, it, it was fine. It was enjoyable. But, like, it wasn't really necessary. It was like a... I thought it kind of felt like it was going to be a little bit of a revival of the series. Yeah. For the people... Basically, basically, the Toy Story fans are now it, adults with children. Right? Toy Story 4 just kind of felt like it was a side quest yeah. for the, the, the first three movies. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was really necessary. Absolutely. And it so felt, it, 5 is going to be like, you have to really, really impress us, I guess. It's going to have to do something, something compelling. Uh, unless they're going to, unless it's just called Toy Story and it's going to be like a new batch of, of toys and make yeah. maybe like... Woody and Buzz will be there, but they're just not going to be the main focus. Like, I don't know. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. It's It felt to me like, I thought 4 was an attempt to introduce, it was an attempt to get people who are adults with children who used to like Toy Story when they were younger mm-hmm. to now introduce that to their children. And then I guess now they're trying to keep going with it. Well, I mean, even 3, I feel like, came out like, was it? I don't know. I I don't even know when it came out, but I was definitely an adult when one three came out. You're probably right. I don't really I care was about living, that series. I was still living. It was before we were even dating. Okay. So it's at least a decade. Yeah. <laughs> that it came out, but like I don't. I Two thousand ten. Obviously, that's what they're going for, right? They yeah. want they want generational. You know, they want you to, to bring your kids to it, right? Yeah, so 1995, purposes. and then the number three was in 2010. So that's... Okay. And then four was like, what, five years ago maybe? Like 2018-ish? 2019. 19? Okay. Yeah. I remember it was before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like Frozen, like, and there's what? There's two of them? I, yeah. I, I mean, that's, there's like that's a million... not my market. I mean, I yeah. obviously grew up with Toy Story, so I'm more inclined to care about that. Yeah. There's like a million little like animated series and shit yeah. on I, all of these. I'm not shocked that there's going to be a Frozen 3. Yeah. No one's surprised by that. Um, Zootopia, there's only one, I think, of that, right? I have no I fucking idea. I feel like I've idea. seen it, but I couldn't tell you the, the, the story. I just know it was like a world of animals living in a... I've seen it. Uh, society? Yeah, there's <laughs> like only one of those so far. So, I mean, Toy Story is really the only one I'm like, wow, I can't believe this is a thing. Yeah, but, the other um, ones make sense. I guess for me, Toy Story, if you want to continue it, I guess I feel like the most logical and beneficial manner to do that would be Disney Plus. As like yes. one-off, like maybe kind of like what they're doing with the Marvel Mm-hmm special presentations yes. where it's like 45 minutes yeah. maybe, maybe an, an hour. hour and it's like i guess they're also side quest type things like mm-hmm. it's not gonna really matter but it's fun to go back to those characters yes you know maybe you could then focus on a handful of them versus like the entire arsenal of characters they've they've introduced over four movies yeah 
It just seems like unnecessary. Yeah. And plus, you know, then that brings people to the subscription service if they care, you know. So anyways, those were announced during a Q1 earnings call by Bob Iger, who has come back as the CEO. So like, I think what I'm getting out of this is that in order to be a CEO of one of these companies, your name has to be Bob. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, Bob. Yeah. Is it hi, Bob? It's hi, Bob. It's hi, Bob. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about. You will. (laughs) I mean, you might not if you never. That's true. See what introduces hi, Bob. Yeah. (laughs) I have to feel cool. Yeah. That we know and they don't. Yeah, we're not going to tell anyone. So I have to be vague about it. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. (laughs) All right, so moving on. Very similar to Toy Story. Uh... (laughs) Because it's full of, like, family Christmas cheer. And toys. Yeah, Yeah. toys. (laughs) Uh, Violent Night is getting a sequel. Uh, The director has said that it's in the works. There's no time frame yet, but they're working on a script, and they, they, you know, they want to make sure it's right, and they will be bringing back Violent Night. As they should. Yep. It Like, I would love to see a new Violent Night every year. I don't even care. What was Home Alone <laughs> called? Uh, the second one. Wasn't it just Home Alone 2? Home Alone 2. No, there was like a sub name for oh, it. Oh. Uh, shit. Lo- oh. Was it Lost in New York? Yes. Okay. So they just need to like play off of that. Yes. So it's like Violent Night something in New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dashing through the snow. Let's do like another Christmas thing with it. I mean, I guess that's not yeah. really related to Lost in New York. Though. I know, but I just thought it'd be good. So, smashing. There you go. Your hoe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Slashing through the snow. Okay. That's a good one, right? I mean, yeah, but like, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Either way, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I thought that movie was fucking great, and it's a it's perfect for having like a fun movie to watch around yeah. the holidays. That's not like your standard family bullshit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last in our little quickie section of news. Not that it's been that quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man no- Noir. Noir. Spider-Man Noir is getting a live-action series headed to Amazon Prime. Oh. So this will be set in 1930s New York, and it will not be associated with the Marvel Universe or anything like that. That's it's going fair. to be its own universe mm-hmm. uh, for this character. So it's not Peter Parker. I am not familiar with the name of the character that plays Spider-Man Noir, but um, it will not be a Peter Parker, and it will be its own thing. And of course, as a Sony, they, they announced they were going to have multiple spinoffs that they were in the works with. Mm-hmm. The other one's going to be like, what, Silk, is it? the uh, Silver, oh. There's a Silk yes. character. Yeah. It was like, uh, it's like a Spider-Man character, but, like a, uh, but it's a, a Korean-American woman. Yes. Or teenage girl. Cindy Moon? Yes. Yeah. I remember that name. Cindy Moon. She is Korean though, right? Korean American? Uh, I believe so, yes. Let me check. So I don't like fuck up the ethnicity. Cindy Moon. 
Yes. Okay. Korean American. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's it for our quickies. Uh, we do have our main topic. Oh, go ahead. I just, I have something fun to say about okay. the Spider-Man noir. Okay. Would it be cool if... Nick Cage played Spider-Man Noir because he voiced him in Into the Spider-Verse. I mean, it, I feel like it has to happen. Right? Even though it's not related, yeah. it still would be, I mean, would be really fun. fucking I cool. Mean, he, I mean, let's be honest. He's been taking pretty much any role Anything, he can yeah. these days. So. <laughs> yeah. He might pay them to not do it. To say, <laughs> not to say that he doesn't like deserve roles. Right, it's yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> he's been very lax about what he's taking He's been days. keeping busy. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see him yeah. do a, a TV series. I think that'd be great. <laughs> okay, that was it. I just want to make sure I added that. Um... Yeah, and then, I mean, then they can, if they ever wanted to, with the MCU even, they could, mm. well, I guess if they're saying it's not connected, so I don't know. I mean, they can say it's not connected all they want, and then later just be like, well, I mean, it's kind of yeah. well, connected. Well, we lied. Yeah. <laughs> we do that shit all the time. We just made it up because yeah. we didn't feel like explaining it. We didn't want to explain it at the time, but now it makes sense, so we're going to tell you it's connected. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... There is a Spider-Man video game, like, I want to say it was, like, PS3, Xbox 360 era, where uh, it was Shattered Dimensions, where you played as three different Spider-Man characters, mm-hmm. and one of them was the Spider-Man Noir. And it, it mm-hmm. was, it was like, more of the stealth concept of, like, sneaking up and taking enemies out rather yeah. than full-on... Battling. Agilic battling, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think it was... Uh, comic Spider-Man, it was that one, and then it was the 2099 Spider-Man, where the three versions you played as. Mm. Is that you kind of jump between them. He's got like a, a jean vest? No. Oh, no, that's no, no. not that the one. 2099 then. is what's in the next uh, oh, okay. animated movie. Okay, okay. He's like blue, and he's got like the red uh, eye outline, and then like yeah. the spider okay. design. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know why I was assuming that the punk rock looking one was twenty ninety nine. <laughs> no, no, that's like spider punk or something. Okay. Yeah. Weird name, I know. Oh. <laughs> I would never have guessed. <laughs> All right. So our featured news piece this week is basically the outline of the new dcu chapter one it was announced um in a video from james gunn yeah yeah he took the literal last day yeah of january yeah to <laughs> to announce everything because he had said previously he would do that uh, in january early yeah early 2023 yeah yeah uh, so immediately upon starting the video, he confirmed <laughs> that Matt Reeves' Batman, Joker 2, and Teen Titans Go are not part of the DCU. So that was an easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was clever how, they, how he worded things to kind of just like make it clear mm-hmm. without having to like actually say it. Yes, exactly. Um, so he did talk about how the remaining four movies that we're all aware of probably by this point are going to be in the DCU, Shazam 2, uh, which he kind of is funny. He mentioned, he's like, it's always been, it's its own little pocket of the yeah, DCU. Kind of the same, like it hasn't done enough to impact the yes. Snyderverse that we can just kind of pluck it and put it into ours yes uh, so it'll be interesting whether that means that it takes place before or after flash right as far as the events 
Yeah. I'm kind of guessing before, because then right after that, he mentions Flash, and he said it, that's how we're, they're going to reset the whole DCU, which is shocking. How everybody, yeah, everybody knew that. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> how they're going to reset it will be the interesting one. Yes. Um, and that'll take us into the uh, Blue Beetle movie. Mm-hmm. Which um, was kind of uh, up in the air whether this is or isn't yeah. the old Snyderverse, because it's got a lot of aesthetics that are very Snyderverse, but like mm-hmm. I guess technically doesn't have any connection. Yes. So they could easily use it for the DCU. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, it will be followed by Aquaman 2, mm-hmm. which we already knew about. So yeah, and what we understand is that's oh, sorry. Okay. Do you have a sneeze now? Contagious. <laughs> uh, and what we've <laughs> look at the light. And what he's established is that Aquaman 2 will essentially lead into the uh, new chapter, mm-hmm. Gods and Monsters, as he's referred to it as. Yeah, which is funny because um, wasn't that the working name of Assassin's Creed, uh, whatever the fuck they ended up calling it? The, like, an- the, the animated art style one that was after Odyssey, that was based on Odyssey? Well, it wasn't an Assassin's Creed game. That was the, um... Uh, but it was the same... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about. Same studio. The video game. The, yes, the video game. The working title was Gods and Monsters. And yes. then they changed it to whatever the fuck it is. Phoenix Rising, whatever. Phoenix right? Rising, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um Were they scared of, like... Or was it, like, Monster Energy Drink or some shit? Something, like, supposedly yeah, yeah, yeah. bullying monster, them about the, the use of the word monster. Stupid. Yeah, very but, generic. Yeah, I don't know it why. It just reminded me of that. Anyway, okay, so the first piece of Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, is Creature Commandos, which is an animated series, um, and he made uh, a statement that this is going to be an example of characters moving in and out of animation, basically where <clears throat> basically where um, animated characters, you may see them there, and you may also see them in live action, and when they're animated, it'll be the same voice actor as who plays them in live action. So a little bit of continuity there. So that means they have to, like, essentially put it in their contract when they when they cast these people that you will have to do these voices for yes. the animated and live action side. So I would assume what they're doing is they're picking people for casting intentionally for the live action side, mm-hmm. and then... It's just kind of the, the voice acting for the animation. It's just included. Even if that comes first, that's yeah. just kind of like, that's the sub-priority. Yes. That's what it seems like to me. I don't really know much about this uh, Creature Commandos, but like I felt like it's like, it, it, it feels to me like it's just another Guardians of the Galaxy type situation for DC. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it either. It just in the artwork that they showed in the video, it looked like just a bunch of random characters I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's just going to be a way to introduce characters mm-hmm. and have them obscure be like, characters. You yeah, kind of like another Suicide Squad type thing. Yes, but I don't know but whether they're villains some, or not. But yeah, exactly. Oh. 
And then next up is Waller. Uh, it'll be a live-action TV show, uh, which is obviously the story of Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, so we know that she'll be sticking around. And she'll be teaming up with the Peacemaker team. Mm-hmm. And so we know that they will be sticking around. Yeah. Who's surprised? I mean... <laughs> and this is exactly what my concern was, right? What previous conversations, yes. it's just like... Do I do I want to see more of these characters? Absolutely. They yes. were great. Mm-hmm. But like... Again, if you're doing this whole reboot bullshit as your argument, then like you can't have pick and choosing of who you want to come back. It just doesn't make sense. Unless one of the characters is your wife, apparently. Yeah, but again, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you have rebooted and let her be a, like a like a bigger character, Wonder Woman or something? You know, like yeah, somebody more yeah. important than some random agent. Yeah. In the government side of DCU. Yeah, fair. Um, I don't know. But, so yeah, we're getting Viola Davis back, it looks mm-hmm. like, as Waller. Which is no surprise based off like the subplots yeah. of Peacemaker. She's so good at that character. I mean, so, yeah. Like, it's, it makes sense, but... They haven't really used her a lot. And that's a pretty big character as far as like the universe in the comics. Mm-hmm. So like it makes sense they would want to contribute... Her character to like further stuff, but it just again, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, the decisions are making the, the lines seem arbitrary. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, and then next up, we've got Superman Legacy, which will be a film, and it's he said this one is the official start of the DCU, and it'll be it's being written by James Gunn himself. Mm-hmm. And and, he, and we know from like previous like tweets that he's put out in the past that it's gonna be. Not an origin story, mm-hmm. but it's going to be like his early days as Superman. They want to go younger with the character. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is kind of weird because like the word legacy typically implies like my children or whatever, you know, like. I mean, I don't know if this is based off a comic called Superman Legacy or not. Yeah. So um, I think it just they want the tone specifically to be more traditional to the character rather yeah. than what Snyder had done. Had done, yeah. Um, um, he did mention where there was an official date they already have planned for this is July 11th, 2025 for a theater release. Mm-hmm. So It'll be interesting if they actually stick to that date yeah, or yeah. if they shift it. We should start like a tally of like how many times it's like pushed back. Things or are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, there's going to be Lanterns, which is going to be an HBO TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, which is another project that's carried over from... The previous announcement, right? Yes. We knew there was going to be one. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, what's that mean for the Lantern series? Yeah, one? so it stays. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sound like they're rebooting how they're going to go about the show. Yes. But... He described it as, um, well, it's going to be the characters John Stewart and Hal Jordan. And he called them space cops, which I guess is technically accurate. Um, and he said it'll be something like True Detective, um, but with the how, how the space cops are dealing with whatever's mm-hmm. happening on the terrestrial side of yeah. the DCU. And he had referenced that the mysteries that they unfold will have some kind of uh, correlation, I guess, or or tie-in mm-hmm. to the other properties yes. and, like, the bigger story. Yes. Which tells me that they we're going to see, like, a big bad mm-hmm. from space coming. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to call Brainiac as the uh, the big bad. That's my theory. That makes sense. Although it's weird yeah, for me to... Because if you want... Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just saying, I think it's it's a little weird to think of Brainiac as the bad guy because of Supergirl. Oh. <laughs> I know that that's, like, completely yeah. wrong. But different, that's a different Brainiac, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, my, my instinct is because he is putting a focus on Superman as the first character he wants to tackle, mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be, like, he's the lead uh, for the DCU. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like you're big overarching enemy is going to be somebody tied to Superman. Yeah. And they don't want to, I'm sure they don't want to do Doomsday again Mm -hmm. or do, uh, what's the other one? Zod. Well, no, not, no, uh, uh, no, the the one that was in the, the Justice League movies. Oh, uh, Doomsday was, was the different thing. Sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm blank. So Steppenwolf, if you count him. Okay. So, like, I'm sure they're not going to want to use Darkseid, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, they've kind of already done that and mm-hmm. it didn't go that well so yeah. far. Like, they could they could go back to that at a later date, but I think they're going to want to go with somebody different. And I think Brainiac is the most obvious, mm-hmm. especially since they're saying games are going to tie in mm-hmm. to the universe now. And yeah. we have, uh, what you call it, the... Uh, Suicide Squad game mm-hmm. coming out in the, within the next year, and that's tied to Brainiac uh, taking over the superheroes. Are the Gotham Knights uh, going to be like also part of that, or no? Probably not. Okay. I mean, I mean that technically Suicide Squad could not be a part of it either, because it okay. was in production before okay. his announcement to be the lead creative for okay. the DCU. So it could not have any relevance, but... I am I am kind of suspicious that we're gonna get Brainiac as the the lead, okay, arch, arching villain. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Uh, and the next property he said will be the Authority, and it'll be a film, and it's going to be based on the Marvelous Wildstorm characters. I'm assuming that's a comic run. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said it's a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and want to fix it by any means necessary, which sounds like they're gonna be doing things that superheroes don't typically do. Mm-hmm. So that could be interesting. Not knowing anything about them, my first instinct is this feels like Eternals. It like, does, yeah. Like, uh, as far as, like, comparison of, like, what Marvel had, you mm-hmm. know, with their movie. Yeah. True. I think it's exciting to see there's going to be a bunch of new characters that are going to be brought to the forefront. I mean, it looks like he wants to really focus on like the the no name, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, yeah. characters of DC and kind of bring them to the forefront. Yeah. So he, they don't have to rely so much on Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash. Yeah. Aquaman, you know, like right. We've gotten those. We're still going to get more of those, mm-hmm. but like we don't have to make them the focus. We can have this broad world. And have them interact with each other. Yes. And next up we have Paradise Lost, which will be a live action TV series, which he described as basically Game of Thrones, but taking place on Themyscira. So um, that could be fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be Wonder Woman's home world and like the struggles, I guess, of like who's in charge and battling each other or whatever the fuck. No, I think it's got to be like a pre-Wonder Woman situation. That's what I'm curious about. Because there's like an established hierarchy and there's not like wars happening on Themyscira whenever we see it with Wonder Woman. So logically it seems like it would need Mm. to be a prequel. 
Yeah. Not I officially, mean, but, you know, pre-period. The, the easy out is also if she's already out uh, on her own. Fair. Then you just never see her because she's not there. Maybe there's warring factions They're or like, some whatever maybe bullshit. Maybe they'll her character even by mm-hmm. referencing her and where she's at yeah. right now. But, like, we don't ever see that. Or until they'll they call her back to help with bring something. Bring her in. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. And next on the plate is The Brave and the Bold, which is not a soap opera as much as it sounds like it is. <laughs> I mean, we well, could be giving them ideas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be a film, but this is where we started to notice that they never said specifically if films were animated or live action. So yeah. I don't know if the assumption is that they're all live action, but they definitely specified for the TV series if they were live action or animated. Yeah, so. that was very interesting that they didn't do that with film. Um, so The Brave and the Bold will be uh, the introduction to of Batman to the DCU. And it'll be the story of Batman and his uh, like biological son, Damian Wayne, who I think is in like, he's, there's, he's in animated properties already. Yeah, yeah basically. he's in comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's... He's a big part. Yeah, he was oh, like he, an assassin or something, and yeah, Batman has to like try to keep him in line, basically. Yeah, basically, right? he's yeah. got. Uh, was it Razu Razu Ghoul? What's his name? Razal Ghoul. Razal Ghoul. Yeah. Uh, it's his grandfather. Okay, got it. And I can't remember. Is it Talia? Is it Talia that, Al Ghul? Is that his? Is that the? Is that the woman? Yeah, that's. I couldn't Ra- remember her name. Talia but... Al Ghul is well. There's two, depending on if you're talking. They had about her Arrowverse. in the the, the Nolan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Batman. Movie. That was Talia Al Ghul. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. She's his mother. Okay. That's that basically tracks. Bruce and her had a thing, and mm-hmm. then they had a kid, and then yeah. he found out about it later uh-huh. after she's basically been training him. Okay. For years. And then he's a little asshat. And so he's basically yeah. like, he's okay with killing people, and so, it's like. Bruce having to like try try and get to, to like to reach him that like his code of conduct of like you don't kill people you yeah know, we, yeah and so it's like a I guess a trying to be a father a meshing of their their ideals yeah and so yet another story that mm. and it, it it makes sense they're not gonna go with one of the other Robins right yeah. We're, we're, we're done with Dick Grayson. God, thank God. And I'm sure that they're going to use him as Nightwing already. As, yeah. You know, he's already going to be established at some point, And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get that character, I'm sure. Yeah. Hopefully a less emo one, but... <laughs> Hopefully. All right. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah, that one I'm in. I'm really curious to see if it's going to be live action or, or animated because mm-hmm. it would make sense that it went animated. Yeah. Because they said it's all going to be tied together anyway. So mm-hmm. they went animated, then that further separates it from uh, the Batman yes. and what Matt Reeves is doing there. Mm-hmm. And so when they're done with that franchise, then they can then bring in this version of Batman live action. Yes. If they wanted to and not really worry about confusing people yes uh, true. because like you said earlier with the the what was it the command the commando the creature commandos yes they're gonna basically be doing voicing and the role mm-hmm. live action so they could do the same thing with that where they can cast their batman yeah their damian wayne mm-hmm. uh for the live action and then just have them do the voices in the meantime until they bring them in live action yeah 
I realized I had a typo in the notes and I put Domino Wayne. And yeah, so now... I, it's fine. I, I, I <laughs> so, knew what it was. So, so now I'm wondering, I think it would be kind of fun if they gender swapped him. <laughs> People would be so mad probably though. Or since you said it was the Brave and the Bold is like a soap opera. Oh. That could be like the evil brother. There's a twin. The evil twin yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And then the real Damien is actually a very nice, pleasant He's boy. He's a nice boy. He's like studying to become an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something very, very Yeah. He's like, calm. Father, I could save you so much money if you just let me do it <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, after that, there's going to be Booster Gold, an HBO Max live action series. Um, I've never heard of this one. See, I know this character like by name. I've heard of him many times, but I've never really had an exposure to him. I want to say the Smallville series on CW back in the day mm-hmm. had him in it at one point, but mm-hmm. like I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, uh, if I, I don't know anything about this character. So he described him as a superhero, or he's a loser from the future. Okay. Who comes back. Okay, so I could relate. Um, he comes back to become a superhero with all of the knowledge that he has and blah de blah mm-hmm. um, and essentially says he's imposter syndrome, the superhero. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's coming back to like basically like... Be important. Be and important because he knows... He's coming back to help... What's going to happen? Yeah, or like he knows like what's going to happen. he's just going to take advantage of like history to stop things? That's unclear whether he's going to be a true hero or like or an like, anti-hero type oh, situation. I... He's taking advantage of it. Put a bet on this team to win. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> here's, now... Here's millions of dollars. I'm betting on them. Right. So, I don't know. But it sounded like they were going for, like, the the good side of that. So, he just came back in time to try to help people mm-hmm. with a good heart or whatever. But it could go either way, yeah. honestly. And then we have Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which will be a film. And he said... Essentially, this is going to be a different Supergirl than we've seen before. Typically, she was raised on a chunk of Krypton after it was destroyed, and she's seen everyone she knows die, basically, mm. and she's just very jaded and kind of fucked up, and so she'll be that person. Yeah. So two things come to mind with this. One, is this going to be the same actress that we're getting in The Flash as mm. Supergirl? Okay. Or are they going to do a completely different Supergirl? Because, again, it doesn't matter if you're... It's got to be different. So it could theoretically be the same actress. Yeah. But uh, my instincts are they're going to recast. Yeah. Um, it would That would just suck for her, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's happened before. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and my other thought is Brainiac. Because mm-hmm. this could tie into Brainiac being the, I mean, the reason that Krypton was destroyed. Yeah. And... Her maybe being manipulated by Brainiac. Mm-hmm. And that's like how she's brought to Earth or something. I don't know. Yeah. It will be very interesting if they're they're using Supergirl to kind of transition from Superman to this character. Or mm-hmm. if it's going to be like just they're both going to exist as a focus at some point mm-hmm. in the DCU. You know, I'm just, I'm really curious like what's the goal yeah. Well, if they're trying to have a character that is relatable to relatable to the people 
in the age <clears throat> relatable to young people mm-hmm. having the characteristics of someone who's kind of seen a lot of shit already in their life yeah, yeah. they might be trying to transition to supergirl because the like innocent hopefulness that superman mm-hmm. is supposed to embody isn't like in society so much these days i mean but isn't that the Snyderverse version of superman like right there so if you're trying to get away from that with superman then why would you try to go to it with supergirl yeah that's true i don't know my big question is so is it implied that she's living on the chunk of krypton or she just survived on a chunk of the krypton and then Found her way to Earth. Because the way I'm asking is because the, the plot point of Supergirl is she's technically older than Superman. Mm-hmm. But because she's in essentially a cryo state. Yes. Until she hits Earth. Yeah. She ends up younger than him. Right. When she arrives. Yes. So how's that age thing going to play out with this? Well. If she's never put in a cryo state potentially. Mm-hmm. Will she then be older than him? Or younger than him. Unless they're going to explain it with something to do with like the the time passing differently in, on Krypton. I don't know. They could do something uh, like that. I mean, I guess they it's could. It's messy, that, but that they could. That wouldn't make any sense, but... Well, because it's like if they... Or if they had something like the different dimensions or whatever. Like time passes differently when you go to a different dimension because mm. of the different frequencies and all that bullshit that they talked about. I guess if they put her in the phantom zone, that would be the only argument you can make for time yeah. changing. So but maybe like, that chunk. So Brainiac puts her there? Well, because mm-hmm. possibly. Or like what happened in Supergirl is she was in a pod and she got stuck in the phantom zone. And so maybe the chunk of Krypton gets stuck in the phantom zone somehow. Jump of the CW series? Yeah, yeah. I, wasn't she just, like, sent there by, like, one of the villains, but using the device that opens up the Phantom Zone? Didn't they, like, send her there, and then, like, the device got destroyed? She got stuck in the Phantom Zone whenever her parents sent her off of Krypton. To, they sent her after her cousin. And then she somehow ended up in the Phantom Zone. Didn't she? I don't recall that. Am I crazy? That show. Because I thought that was why it took her so long to get to Earth. Whatever. It doesn't I matter. I don't know. Okay. Fine. I mean, that's not relevant anymore. It's not. They're ending the CW stuff. And, I know. Yeah. I which just... ironically is weird because they made the whole Flash season, mm-hmm. whatever the whatever the whole, uh, what, was, what was that whole event that they did a couple years ago where they literally Crisis. had Ezra Miller's Flash yeah. show about the cameo. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. So like they, they basically said these shows are all... Connected Related, to, yeah. to Ezra Miller's Flash in the DCEU mm-hmm. at the time. And so if you're then going to stick with that character mm-hmm. as the Flash, yeah. by that logic, those are still all uh, a part of the DCU now. Yeah. So that's very murky in my opinion. But yeah, I'm the sure thing the, is complicated. the general audience isn't going to know that. And yeah. they're not going to care because of that. Right. But I'll know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Me and Buster Gold. Yeah. Or Booster Gold. Buster, Buster. Gold. <laughs> they need to they cast what's his cast name. cast Tony from... Hale to play Booster Gold. And he's got the claw. The cl- <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be so good. Arrested Development. Oh, man. Uh, I want that so bad. Character. I'm going to hate that show now because it's not going to be him. Buster Gold. <laughs> 
She's like, okay, hmm, we're this just, is the time we for just Buster have, Gold. We just have to wait till that comes out and then like make that yeah. combination picture. It's going to be and great. And he like tries to like use his knowledge, but he keeps fucking he keeps it up. He keeps fucking it up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the last thing on the list and that... sidekick seal or something. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing that James Gunn told us about is that the final uh, piece of information that he gave us, at least, was for Swamp Thing, the film. And he said it'll be a dark horror story, which is, quote, totally outside of the rest of the DCU, but will still feed into their stories. So even though he specifically said this is the start of the DCU... And gave all this stuff. Now he says this is outside of the D- the rest of the DCU, but like I don't know. It's very confusing what he's yeah. saying because because he, he said anything that's not directly tied to the DCU will be labeled an Elseworld story. Yes, which implies the Batman, the Joker mm-hmm. series of mm-hmm. movies. I think it was like a cartoon that he said was going to be in that label. Mm-hmm. Um, so by that logic, Swamp Thing is then an Elseworld. Story, but yes. he could also technically be saying it's in the DCU, but the story they're going to go with in this movie will have no connections directly to anything within the DCU yeah. at the moment. And then the character will tie in at some point later. That's yeah. important, but not right now. Yeah, because it sounds like there's going to be connections, but indirect. So that's what I think you might be, he might just be defining that it's a separate subcategory within the dcu that is not directly involving other dcu characters Mm -hmm. it'll just be the impact of whatever happens can affect other characters potentially yeah so and that's it all right that's chapter one yeah so but he did how many years did did they even reference how many years it would take to get through all these no the first chapter he did not but also i want to be clear he did say that this was not everything yes that's true he did yeah this is just everything he told us about. Yeah. So there's going to be more to it. Okay. That's a lot of stuff, though. It is. So hopefully this goes well. And interestingly, we didn't get anything about the Suicide Squad. You're right. We didn't. But here's the thing. Technically, that means that's canon because... Peacemaker. Peace, pe- peacemaker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Unless they're going to draw an arbitrary line, which they could. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah. So technically that Harley Quinn is also canon. Oh shit. That's true. So it's just like... But again, like you said, with the Flash situation, they drew an arbitrary line. So yeah, right. they probably will do the same thing. I like rules. <laughs> said no one ever. Draw and color within the lines, okay? <laughs> I will fail you if you do not yeah. follow my instructions. Yeah. All right, that is our featurette of the DCU announcement. Yes. From James Gunn. Yeah. All right, we do have some trailers. Uh, not going to get really deep into these like we do typically with like Marvel trailers mm-hmm. and stuff, but just kind of want to showcase them for people that haven't checked them out yet, kind of give our little thoughts on them and uh, whether we're excited for them or not. So first up, Mandalorian Season 3. We got a release date for March 1st on Disney+. Plus. I'm kind of excited about this one. Mm -hmm. Um, Slight spoilers, I guess you could say, for this. Um, One of my first thoughts was like, I thought it was interesting that they kind of show Grogu with the Mandalorian. 
yeah. uh, in this trailer. Because the last we see of season two is they kind of go their separate ways within the plot of the story. And so I'm kind of surprised they, they, they're showing that because I feel like it it's going to confuse people who haven't seen other properties that kind of tie into the story and all that stuff. Yeah. It just seemed like an odd thing to do, I guess. I guess their ideas maybe to encourage you to go watch the other properties that will tie in. But that's kind of getting into like the murky stuff of like the Marvel Disney shows and the movies and like what isn't isn't important to watch to like really yeah. grasp what's happening everywhere. It does also kind of make watching uh, the Boba Fett series a required component of understanding this whole story. Exactly. I, I, guess yeah. I, I was trying to avoid that, but like, oh, no, 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 I mean, okay. you're, that's the only thing that really is. Yeah, and it's like it was odd that they did so much of a storyline for the Mandalorian within that show, mm-hmm. and now you're seeing those kind of plot points that played out in that show being kind of the a heavy factor in this trailer already. Yes. And so, like, I feel like the casual viewer who didn't go watch Boba Fett is going to be like, oh, uh, what? When did that happen? Like, yeah. <laughs> what's happened since then? So, like, I feel like they're going to at the least have to do some kind of flashback summary stuff of those events to, yeah. to catch people up. Um, but it's nice to see we're going to get our, like, you know, Typical Gragu Mandalorian relationship. It looks like mm-hmm. looks like Gragu is a little bit more um, active, I guess you would say, a little bit more of a participant in the story rather than just kind of a uh, item that needs to be <laughs> yeah uh, protected and transported. Protected and transported yeah. exactly. But and it also seems like he maybe has gained a little bit more control of his powers. Yes, which is which very we, helpful. We see tease at the end there. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice too was they had a moment where we see like four or so looking like Jedi's, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that was interesting because like that to me that's got to be a flashback, right? Of the Order sixty six and mm-hmm. the, the the Jedi Temple or whatever being attacked, yeah, by the stormtroopers. Yeah, it definitely. Or I guess seems... clone troopers at the time. Sorry, I feel like the the lighting of that scene and everything was very off from the rest mm-hmm. of the trailer. Yeah, it didn't so. feel like it was anywhere they would have been on the show. Yeah. So I, I, I'm kind of excited to see if we're getting backstory as far as what happened to Gragu, where he was, mm-hmm. how he got out of that situation. Because mm-hmm. that's all kind of lingering mystery as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, how he survived that. True. That would be interesting to learn exactly how he made it out of that situation. <laughs> And then we see uh, Mando saying, I'm going to return to Mandalore to ask, what is it, uh, to be forgiven for my transgressions or something, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm curious if that was something that's going to have happened in the show. Is he referring to something that's already happened? I always kind of yeah. like... To me, I just assumed it was like, hey, forgive me for taking my helmet off or whatever, but... Okay. Um, it could be something. If it's some, that seems kind of. Yeah, he was kind of shunned, wasn't he? Yeah, that for the helmet because situation. that armor lady was all mad, and uh-huh. she was like, "You're no longer a Mandalorian or whatever," yeah. which is you're so not, dumb. You're not invited to my birthday party. Exactly. Um, so I kind of assumed it was related to that because she was in the scene right before he said that. Mm-hmm. But it could just be that they're leading us to say that or think that, and mm. it's actually something else. Who knows? Yeah. Well, if that's what they're doing, I'm going to sue them. Yeah. Okay. And we get. <laughs> Millions of dollars for it. 
Sounds that's great. loud now. That's great. We should uh, we should do that so we could uh, buy some stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think Keeping of it vague. I couldn't think of just anything so that, more specific. That they can't screw us over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's Mandalorian season three. Very excited. I didn't realize it was coming out so soon. So, like, what? Less than a month. Yeah. Same. House. All right. Uh, Shazam two. Fury is it Fury of the Gods yes. is the title for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the premise we're getting is that uh, apparently the powers that they have as Shazam are were stolen from the daughters of Atlas or at least their father. That yeah, they think it was stolen from whatever they were like. They're saying that they have the power of Atlas or some shit like that. And mm-hmm. anyway, I think it was interesting because this is the first time I truly understood what the plot is in this movie. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Because there's always been very vague, yeah. and there's these two like sorceress ladies who are mad at them, and I'm like, oh okay, yeah. I didn't really understand what was going on, yeah. and now I feel like I understand. Honestly, I was not really that excited about Shazam too. Like yeah. it just everything we've seen so far, I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah. It, it, there's nothing that's really grabbing me, and to be honest, I I can't say there's really anything here that is grabbing me anymore. Yeah. Um, it's nice, like you said, to kind of have more of a grasp of what we're going to see mm-hmm. as far as Like the why they're mad at him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the kind of what I also got was like, there was a moment where he was, it felt like he needed the full power of Shazam. So it, it kind of seems like, at least the way I'm interpreting it, is he's going to take back the powers from all of his siblings. foster siblings. Yeah. And to get to the full power he can be to take out, I assume, the dragon that we're seeing throughout this trailer. Yeah. It felt like that was, like, the big battle. Yeah. Like, ending, you know, third act battle. But, like, they showed so much of that There's... in this trailer that I feel like, is it? Is is there something different? Is that, like, just, like, an early part of the, the movie? Because, like, it feels weird they would show so much of that if that was yeah, the Yeah, I, I feel like there might be more to it than that since how... Because, like, like you said, they showed so much of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I am not like rushing out until I get pre-reserved seats for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this is a movie like we'll see, but I'm not yeah. in any rush. And I don't know if that's because it doesn't feel like it matters anymore, yeah. or if it was just kind of like I don't know. Like, I really did like the sh- the first Shazam. Like, mm-hmm. it was fun, it was playful, but like this one, I'm just not that thrilled for. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it when I see it, but mm-hmm. I just don't have any reason to be really hyped for it right same so yeah um, but i am glad that i kind of have some slight understanding of what's going on now mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> all oh. right Is there anything else? I was just okay. move on. all right uh we saw a trailer for dungeons and dragons which i guess was like trailer two we've seen one yeah. a while back but mm-hmm. we got another look at it um it doesn't feel that excited. I don't. No. I'm not excited for this one. It, it feels very forced as far as the humor. Yeah, uh, I don't know the source material, so like maybe it's just because I, mean, I, I don't either. But like I might not be getting the things that I'm supposed to be feeling when I see this because I don't know the source yeah, maybe material. Yeah, you don't have the nostalgia for what dragons and dungeon, dungeons and dragons. <laughs> no, dragons and dungeons. This is a different one. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then like Dungeons one... and Dragons is a completely so, different arc. Thing. One of the dragons in this was like obese. Like it, yes. it seemed like it could barely move around, and it was just like sliding down the hill trying and to like, chomp on I them. I don't know if that's supposed to be part of the humor, or if but it was like it was like it was a, confusing. What? 
<laughs> it didn't seem like the dragon was capable of taking on yeah. pretty much anybody. Like some of the jokes felt forced. Um, yeah. I also forgot that um, Roger Jean Page is in uh, this, who was in uh, Bridgerton yeah. as the Duke. Yeah. There were some cool moments where, like, they, like, just, like, creatively were, like, he, like, opened up, like, a, a hole in the ground. And then, like, basically, it was, like, the Stranger Things effect yes. of the latest season where it's, like, another, another realm, realm, I guess, yeah. on the other side. And so, like, what's the ceiling of one is the floor of the other yeah. type thing. I think it'll be cool to check out, but I'm not going to be rushing to theaters. I'm honestly might might wait for streaming for this, depending on the situation. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not sure I really care that much. Yeah. Like, it, I would watch it streaming for yeah, sure. It I feels just... <laughs> like it's going to be at the the tier of the, the reboot of the Power Rangers movie that we got years ago. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, it looked like it was supposed to be some really great reboot of it but it just like it was a dud in my opinion yeah, so yeah i don't i'm not having high expectations of this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm sure people who are familiar with the the franchise will have understood like jokes or easter eggs that were throughout that the we trailer. Missed, like yeah. there was the chest that opens up and has a mouth like that felt like something i've even seen in like final fantasy games mm-hmm. and stuff so like maybe that's like a trope of the fantasy genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. All right. Fast 10. The latest in the Fast and Furious. We got a trailer for this a few days before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which is today. So we'll, yeah. next episode we talk about, I'm sure, trailer drops for the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, um... I was very surprised that we got a trailer drop before the Super Bowl mm-hmm. instead of at the Super Bowl. Yes. And uh, maybe that's just because they didn't want to spend that kind of money on it. Yeah. <laughs> this is what, what was the drama with this one? The, the uh, director left. They were like on hold paying like millions of dollars a day or something crazy. Yeah. Trying to keep the project going without right. actually doing anything. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're trying to save money now. Maybe. Yeah. Um. <sighs> This this trailer revealed that basically it looks like for this movie they brought back everyone who's ever been in a Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. Ever. Once. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a janitor in the background of like the yeah. third movie. And yeah. And they're, they're like, like you oh, you're what? now a villain. You're now a villain who has a very <laughs> dramatic backstory about why you hate. Family. Family in general. <laughs> Not even them. Just, just the concept the of their that they, family. The fact that they have a family, now yeah. they're your enemies. You're yeah. like, I don't have a problem with you, Dom, but the fact that you have a family <laughs> that's pisses gotta, me that's off. It's got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> the whole backstory is that Dom drew, when he was like young, uh-huh. a picture of his family yeah. on a piece of paper. Yeah. But then it got thrown away. Uh-huh. And then the janitor was... Was dumping the trash out and uh-huh. the piece of paper fell out and he saw a family. Yeah. And then you find out that his family was just killed the day before. Yeah. And he's already back at and work. so he's pissed off that yeah. he had to be reminded of his he's family. He's like, I will ruin this kid's life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In 20 years. <laughs> uh, Fast and furiously. Yeah. <laughs> I guess pretty slow, but. Yeah. Well, it's just delayed. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be Fast and Furious the, when the, it's. You know. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) 
Then it's um, revealed that he is the winner of the race at the end. Yeah. Because he was slow about it. <laughs> so, um... So that's the movie. Yeah, um, that sounds like that's the movie, yeah. I... I've lost interest in these movies. I've, I've already <laughs> lost interest movies ago. But, you lost interest? Yeah, I lost interest several movies ago. I never had interest, maybe? That's yeah. probably what it was. Okay. I would go see them, just as a group. Okay. But I was. it was never like, oh, I want to go see this movie. I never cared <laughs> about the early ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when they started going like the extreme... The ridiculousness. Yeah, scenario yeah. of it all. Yes. And then that's when I kind of got a little bit more into it. And my friends have kind of... We've grown this like tradition of going yes. to see... The movie in theaters with yeah. a nice energy drink, right. maybe some vodka involved. Yeah, may may or may not be. Um, yeah, so I I've liked the experience of partaking as mm-hmm. like the group situation, but I'm not yeah. there for the movie. Yeah, I will say, <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen anything in this trailer that like tops the insanity that we've seen in other movies yeah, so far, like, which they typically go in the trailer and show. Yeah. Like, there's the moment where. They have the two helicopters. Yes. Uh, shoot the like the cables into Dom's the like harpoon vehicle. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then and then he does the turbo boost. What the fuck? Nah yeah. stuff. And then he launches in off the bridge. Yeah. And, he and then he the slams them together. into each other. I'm like that because... was fun and ridiculous. And yeah. It's like that. There's, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah. Maybe it, they're actually it's on par. Yeah. Uh, but like the fact that they even showed that means there's gotta be there's something gotta be something more worse insane yeah. than that, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be just deliciously ridiculous. Deliciously <laughs> ridiculous. I yeah. hope that's like a a critic quote. Yeah. For like the movie, like TV spot. Yeah, I mean, you could make it one. Yeah. <laughs> deliciously ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Dissecting this fiction. Yeah. I'll tweet that out to them. Yeah. I'll just tweet, I'll tweet out my quote. Yeah. To the Twitter account for Fast 10. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> look for Do it. we know for sure that this is the last one? <laughs> I mean, they say that, right? But, but they say that knows? every time, I yeah. feel like. So that's the only thing. Is like, I like the idea of being able to get a conclusion to the situation. It's also insane that they've, they didn't just bring back everybody that's ever been in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they brought, like, a whole new arsenal of characters, too. Yes. You know, we've got Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. Brie Larson are in this now. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice, too, was uh, John Cena's character, I, I guess we have to go back. Mm-hmm. By we, I mean I. Yeah. And go <laughs> rewatch the last movie because... Yeah. And spoilers, I guess. Sorry if you haven't seen the last one. But, like, the last I checked, he was a villain and still a villain at yeah. the end of that movie. Like, yeah. But in this, it's very clear that he's working with Dom, trying yeah. to help him. Yeah, enemy of my enemy situation, And it's I like, I'm not really understanding how they're, like, on good terms in this. So, yeah. I, I, did I miss something? Are we going to be explained that during this movie? Like, it just, it was odd, I guess, placement to have that in this trailer. Yeah. But maybe that's the point, is the, the people that know these movies are going to be confused and then it gets them more interested in... Right. Finding out why. True. But like, if you know these movies, you, you you are already sold. Yeah. You don't need to give us a plot. Yeah. We already know what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to keep bringing back every single actor that's ever been in it. It's still going to be the same. Yeah. Ridiculousness. Anyways. Yeah. So, I'm excited for this. It comes out in May. Yeah. Like I said, I'll be seeing it with, with the, the guys. And of course. Drinking our NOS energy drinks. Yeah. 
Fast and Furiously, of course. Of course. All right. Last in our trailers, we have a movie called Strays, which I I just, this popped up the other day. Mm -hmm. It's an R-rated trailer. And an animated. No, it's not. No. Okay, it's okay. Well, partially, I guess. Partially, yeah. So it's a adult comedy, I guess you would say. Yeah. uh, About a dog played by Will Ferrell. (laughs) Who, who looks kind of like Baxter from yeah, Anchorman. Yeah, and he's abandoned by his owner Yeah, and becomes a stray, and he meets these other dogs who are also strays. Yeah. Played by, I don't know, uh, Jamie Foxx, I think, was one of them. Uh, the other one I'm was... I'm not sure who the other voices were. Uh, it's the guy from SNL. And, like, a bunch of other things. Let me get his name. So, basically, he decides he's going to go back and bite the dick off of his previous <laughs> owner who abandoned him. Who was Will Forte, right? Yeah. yeah. Will Forte yeah. was his owner. <laughs> um, Randall Park. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. He was the uh, therapy dog, right? I don't know. Oh, I recognized his voice. Okay. I think the only voices I recognized were Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx. I okay. didn't recognize the other voices. I recognized so. his voice, but now I'm not remembering who okay. he was. So yeah, there's other yeah. dogs, and I, what was odd though was like the therapy dog. So like these all these dogs are all supposed to be strays. They don't right? look like strays. But like he's got like uh, a the cone, cone yeah. on, so I'm like confused. Like why why does he have a cone if he's a stray? Like, he obviously escaped or something. I guess that makes okay. Maybe. But like still, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Know. And they, these dogs look very well groomed for being strays. Yeah. By the way, very yeah. They're they don't look like strays. Yeah. But it, it, it was funny. I, I yeah. loved the, the the humor in this. You know, you had Jamie Foxx's dog walking by a, a window, seeing his reflection and talking shit to the dog. Yeah. And then Will Ferrell, that dog. I, I don't remember what he's going by. What's the dog's name? Uh, shit. I don't Whatever, remember. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah. Will Ferrell <laughs> yeah. as a dog yeah. is saying, like, he, he's like narrating and, and reacting to it, like, like. <laughs> We don't need this to escalate or anything. Like, something like that. Like, it's, it's really funny. Like, he's clearly, like, thinking there's also a dog. Reggie is his name. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know. And then there was the, the whole humping thing where he's, like, yeah. being taught how to hump things. And he's humping a gnome. <laughs> and they're he's like, like, tell him you're his daddy yeah, or whatever. Yeah, tell, tell him you're his daddy. And he's like, uh, he's like I'm I, your father. I, <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm your father. Something like that. Yeah. And, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Isla Fisher is one of the other voices, too. I think she's the, uh... I don't remember, but yeah, she's one of the other voices. One of the dogs? Yeah, one of the dogs. So odd. Whatever. I hope there's a cat in this movie. There's gotta be. Like a a, a pack of, of, like, evil cat. Not Mm -hmm. evil cats, but like, they're like, they're... They're like, yeah, yeah. You know, like another gang of animals that are strays that are like their enemy. Yeah. You know, kind of like uh, Anchorman does with like the newscast yes. groups. Yes, yes, exactly. But like, yeah, the cats that are just trying to fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, funny, the director for this was also the director of Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Okay. Yeah. That, that explains kind of why I enjoy the humor then. Yes. I thought that movie was pretty funny. Yeah. Didn't have high hopes when we saw the trailer, but I actually really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I was like trying not to cry laughing watching this trailer so i'm definitely yeah. interested 
Okay. You know me. A talking animal really gets me, especially if it's funny. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, no positive. All right, let's get into our reviews for the episode. Yes. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. DTF. Fucking nailed that. Yeah. We really just destroyed that Yeah, that was really good considering our break. (laughs) Really good. Yeah. Excellent. Like, probably like the standard. Yeah. Of those kind of moments. Yep. start talking and yeah just keep going yeah okay all right first up uh this is a, a little bit older it came out on netflix uh late december called alice in borderland it's a season two for the show uh basic premise is a shit ton of people in japan uh are transported to an alternate like what seems to be an alternate like timeline of the world and so like everybody else is just gone and you just have whoever the people that are still there are basically forced to do these games and it's kind of like a a saw type thing where you either have to be the best or you're gonna die type Mm -hmm. thing uh you have to survive these games and it's like the the lingering promise of if I keep winning, will I be able to go back to like the normal world? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the premise of season one. Season two kind of like took a spin on that, and it went a little bit more, um, went less mystery of what's going on to more of a. Um, I guess it went from like more saw to more. Hunger Games? Yeah, okay. I guess. I. It's very, I don't know, it, it, it feels, season two feels like a completely different show than season one did, but equally as good. Like, the character development, the way that they, they interact, the, the plot points, it's, it's all really good. But, like, it feels like a completely different show mm-hmm. than it was in the first season. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just, like, they're like, we have to really top what we've done this is based off of a, a manga a japanese mm-hmm. manga so um i'm not familiar with like the the plot whether or not it's changed drastically from the manga but like i really did enjoy this and i think it's i think it's over there might be a season three but like if it goes that route i feel like it would have to be different characters based off everything that's happened is this the one where i walked in and it was like People were wearing these fucking collars and they had yes. to like guess numbers on the back of their shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that was, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So they, they're in these games that they have to basically either work together or work against each other to survive. Right. And so it's like they're based off the deck of cards. And so like the first season was just number cards. Mm-hmm. And then like the type of, it was like heart, diamond, you know, whatever, whatever the type of, of card it was gave it a certain type of a game. Okay. And so 
basically season two has gone into now they are doing face cards. So okay. Jack, Queen, King uh, are now these new levels of of games that they have to play. Okay. And a little bit more intense and the premise is like like season one was more like at this time you gotta show up to play this game. This one is more like Season two is more like you are in this open world and it's just constantly chaotic and you're mm-hmm. actively in the game. The whole area is the game now. You're not just going to a game in between rests. Like you are just always in the game. Got it. Okay. And it's up to you to either avoid <laughs> danger or to... I guess it's like... I, I guess Walking Dead <laughs> okay. is a way to like, I guess, describe where they are. Yeah. In this season, and like it's just like it's like everything's a mess, and yeah, yeah I don't. It it's a really good show. I've I've had a lot of fun with it. My only complaint I would say is some of these episodes are extremely fucking long, mm-hmm. and like they feel like an entire movie. Some some episodes. Yeah, I saw the Wikipedia said like forty one to eighty minutes. I was like, Jesus, eighty yeah. minutes seems excessive. It's, yeah, some some episodes are really long. And I didn't really realize that until I was like, how long has this episode been on for? not over yet? I was like, am I on a new episode? And then like, I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm like halfway through and yeah. it's been like a typical episode length already. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely would enjoy, uh, I would recommend this to people who are, are interested in this kind of a, a style. Uh, it's, for me, it was a large slice. Okay, cool. Uh, we also checked out The Witcher Blood Origin. This dropped on Netflix December 25th, and it was created by Declan DeBara with Lauren Hissrick, who is the showrunner for The Witcher. And it had four episodes between 43 minutes and 64 minutes each. It's kind of wildly variable as well. Um, and I'm not going to get too deep into all of the cast, but basically it started to kind of throw us off. Um, we got to, like, the returning cast, uh, Joey Beatty, played Jaskier. So we saw him. And then it kind of devolved into what the show actually was, um, where basically the, it turns out that the uh, person who summoned him to where he was was just like, you have to tell this story to everyone so that they know about the confluence of spears, which is the event that... Um, so this, this show tell, tells the story of the event that caused the worlds of elves, monsters, and men to combine into one. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the whole thing is about. And it follows like a few key characters. One of them is Eile, uh, I don't know exactly how to pronounce her name, but she's like the main character played by Sophia Brown. Um, she was a warrior and the queen's guard or whatever, and she had left to become a musician, a traveling musician. Then she ends up, with the uh, at in the show she works with the guy who was a king's guard and had been banished for whatever reason you'll know when you watch the show um and so in this we start out in the elven world and you only see what's going on in the elven world and you're like oh they're an elf they're an elf and it's kind of confusing for people who were watching the witcher and we're used to there's so being so many different sources too much I feel like you've given away the entire show. Okay. Like, wasn't that all the reveal at the end? What? The, the, how it all came together, and like that's how all of them were in the same world together at the end. Like, that was the end of the show. 
Okay. So, like, I don't know why you're telling everybody Well, that's that. just the description on IMDb is what well, how I wouldn't tells be saying the story. That shit. That's, like, the whole show. Okay. I guess just cut that out then. Like, you should... I wouldn't even be saying their backstories, because that's part of the show, too. I would okay. just be saying, like, a crew of fucking misfits, essentially. Like okay. Outcasts from their different clans all have to come together for this whatever bullshit. Okay. It's still going? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll just okay. delete it as okay. we go. And the show essentially tells... Uh, it's It takes place 1,200 years before The Witcher, and it's the story of the creation of the first... Am I not supposed to say that, too? No, that's fine. Okay. It tells the story of the creation of the first prototype Witcher and the events that um, lead up to what happens when you see the Witcher. Basically, why the Witcher... The first Witcher was created and the events that lead to that event. There's mm. just a lot of story points that happen of a various... Like a crew of different people that come yeah. from different backgrounds working together to for one common goal. And it's difficult to discuss without giving any yeah. details so in simple terms i feel like this was like netflix's way of trying to make a lord of the rings as a show mm-hmm. maybe it was their way of trying to compete with the uh, amazon series and what they were kind of doing but like it was a much smaller scale it was like what four episodes i feel like they yeah. could have done a lot more yeah than what they gave us it was very odd because it was only having four episodes i felt like they had this weird problem where they were actually going too fast with the storytelling mm-hmm. with only having four episodes and i felt like they could have made this like a, a more typical season length instead of calling it a mini series and had it a little bit more uh like i guess drawn out instead of jumping to like yeah i think having the it next be plot point and like it just felt like there was a lot of stuff missing i think having it being six episodes probably would have been a little better and a little uh, more clearly delineated and yeah. at a better pace. Mm-hmm. I liked some of the characters, though. I felt like they had some cool interactions. I, uh, you know, like there was clearly backstories with some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of them were elves, and they felt like there was like different factions of elves, and they yeah. kind of were like, I won't say at war. Well, they were, I guess yeah, they at were war. at they, war. They were at war yeah. with each other, <laughs> and so like it was interesting to see that and then like and then you go over to like the witcher show and then it's like elves are deemed as like this like basically like thing that don't really exist much anymore right. and so it's kind of like where how do we go from here to there so like that mystery was kind of interesting mm-hmm. um but that's not really even something that they kind of get into with this so no um i felt like michelle yo know, I feel like Michelle Yeoh was kind of underutilized in this. Yes. And, like, having somebody like her, I was like, oh, this is really exciting. And, mm-hmm. like, they didn't really do a whole lot with her character. And I felt like it was more maybe just the branding of saying we have her versus then actually using her character yeah. to, to give us something great yeah with that casting true she did she was really badass in her role so i think but i agree that that it seems like it would have been cool to see more um of her and her type of her people essentially but she Mm -hmm. comes she was also a form of elf right? she was a form of elf but she was like a quote-unquote lost clan or ghost clan so Mm -hmm. she was one of very few or possibly the only one left i don't know but uh there were basically all elves except for there was one dwarf right um probably it was mostly elves yeah yeah that's a fair assessment (laughs) okay 
I don't know. It, it, I felt like everything went too fast with this one. Um, there were some things I liked about it. I felt like they could have done better with it. Uh, I don't know. Four episodes didn't feel like it was that much. Uh, in the end, it felt like it was just essentially um, like spark notes, I guess you would say. Like some kind of like overview mm-hmm. of a subplot you're going to need to know to go into the next season for The Witcher is mm-hmm. what it felt like to me by the end. Yeah, and, that's fair. And maybe that's going to benefit people like me who don't know the books or the games that, that mm-hmm. will, you know, if season three is covering something from those. Yeah. But it, I guess I felt like this was, in my head, this was supposed to be something different and it didn't feel like it was treated like its own thing. It just came off to me as something that was just thrown together so that they could catch you up for characters that may show up in the the next Witcher show. Yeah, it definitely seemed like a quick overview of a historical event in the Witcher universe. Um, I think they could have done more with it, but maybe they were playing it safe and not wanting to get too deep mm-hmm. into the weeds for people that don't care. Yeah. Oh, for me, it's... I'm not going to say it's a burn it i'll say it's a small slice but like the smallest of slices possible yeah a sliver yeah (laughs) um it was a large slice for me i still really enjoyed it i really liked to see the history of that universe in like on screen rather than just imagining it Mm um and i think it was interesting how they tied it in with the witcher universe and where we're at on netflix specifically not just with the canon i will say i think it and i don't know if it was intentional but i will say i do feel like it did maybe help me understand season two a little bit better mm-hmm. retroactively yeah Based, i could see that like just like because like they had those like tower things in season two mm-hmm. and like i didn't really quite get what the fuck those and were. now you have a better and idea. now i have a little bit more of a grasp of what those are are what their purpose is exactly based off this so yeah I don't know. I felt like they were just kind of leading up with certain characters and the plot point, and then it just like didn't go anywhere by the end, and so that was kind of a bummer. I felt like. Okay. All right. Are you done? Or... Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have The Last of Us. We're getting to talk about that finally. Mm-hmm. Um, HBO Max had this drop on January fifteenth of this year. It was created by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have nine episodes, but we haven't had all of them yet. They're between 45 to 81 minutes each. Um, Main stars... We've had some of those long episodes. Yeah, we have. Um, Main stars, obviously, are Pedro Pascal and... um, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Um, There's a bunch of other supporting characters, but those are the two that... We see the most of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is based off of a video game. Yes. A Sony PlayStation game, an exclusive. Uh, and it, it's very interesting because with this one, they do stick very closely to the source material. Even to the point of, which I could consider maybe a negative, where some of the scenes are just directly... the. the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Source material? No, the... 
what they say. Dialogue. Yeah. Like, to the point that, like, the dialogue is basically just stripped exactly from the game and put into the show. Mm. And, like, I guess that doesn't necessarily hurt it, but, like, I guess for me, I perceive that as, like, I, I don't know, lazy. Not to, like, say it's a terrible show now because of that, but, like, I am kind of surprised they didn't try to do their own dialogue or at least change it a bit instead of just taking directly from the game. Right. But overall, like, it's been great cinematography. The show's, it looks, it feels like The Last of Us does in the games. Uh, Even some of the scenes are very spot on, like, Mm -hmm. scene to scene. I've seen a lot of... angle, like, the... You know, there's a moment where you see them driving from the perspective of the back seat, mm-hmm. and like that's stripped straight from the game. It mm-hmm. looks very cool. You know, I'm always vocal about my opinions on like Resident Evil yeah. as adaptations from the games, and I will say this is probably league. Well, not probably. This is leagues better. This is exactly what I want to see, mm-hmm. and. I do love that The Last of Us shows that you can do that. Mm-hmm. Not only with video with a video game, but a video game which is essentially the same concept of a post-apocalyptic zombie world type yeah. setup. And um, I'm really pleasantly surprised by this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my minor gripes, I, I have really enjoyed it. And I will say, where they have steered kind of and changed source material from the game i've actually kind of enjoyed where they've done that because they're doing it in specific spots where it doesn't have any true impact on the overall story that they're telling Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't really matter versus other things that we've seen games turn to like movies or shows do where they completely change the plot Mm -hmm. just so that they can say that they're doing their own thing Mm -hmm. and like this they had like weird changes where they it's no longer an airborne thing in the show it's in the game it was an airborne Mm -hmm. uh thing so they had to wear gas masks and stuff whenever they went through certain areas that had the 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 spores Mm -hmm. and the show they changed it to like uh this weird fungus tentacle thing where yeah they are collectively it was a little bit of a stretch because they do have something. They described it as, uh, I want to say they said it was hyphae that fungi do have that, that they can break mm-hmm. off pieces of to become spores. So they kind of sort of played Imply on. that it's that, but they don't yeah. say it's that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I assume that the reason they did it was just budgetary reasons so that they didn't have to, like, one, put a bunch of CGI spores into an area for the show, and two... They don't have to, like, cover the actors' faces if they want to, like, show their faces. Which is ironic because we have Pedro Pascal, who (laughs) is the Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, covers his face with a helmet a lot of that show. Or at least early on he did. And so, like, you know it's not him saying, I have to show my face. It's like... So that, that was kind of interesting that they don't really, for that reason, they don't show the... The traditional spores and stuff, but yeah. um, the beat for beat is really well with this show, and I'm I'm enjoying it. There there's been a little bit of lags with some of the stuff, but like my biggest concern was the relationship that we were gonna get between uh, Joel and Ellie, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I would I will say I was very hesitant to see 
Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Mm-hmm. She doesn't necessarily fit the character visually, but like, I will say, I, I th- there's moments where I see the characters and I see that relationship that I've grown to to know from the games mm-hmm. and like. I'm I'm content with what they've got, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of like maybe it's just a thing where like the more I see them together, the more it feels like yeah they have that relationship. Yeah. I think uh, also something to note is for anyone, just in case you're unfamiliar with this universe, the general storyline is this takes place many years after a fungal infection has caused a zombie apocalypse, um, and so the. The idea is that Joel and Tess, who are smugglers, are approached to essentially smuggle Ellie, a girl, to a safe place across the country. Yeah, for whatever for reason. Reasons. Which you will find out throughout yes. the show, but yeah. we'll, we'll keep that yeah. quiet. Yeah, uh, we're not going to go too. This is our spoiler-free. Yes. Uh, but we are potentially going to do a Last of Us uh, Anatomy of situation mm-hmm. where we will cover the episodes yes. over a couple. Yeah, we should do that for sure. But... Um, yeah, I, I've been I've been enjoying this. I, I think it, it really shows that you can do a lot with a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I naturally, too, I think that this plot specifically kind of works well with adapting to a TV series. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think it it's even spawned, like, spoofs or whatever on SNL, how they did something making fun of it or yeah they had Pedro Pascal, Pedro as, Pascal the, uh, as Mario <laughs> and they did the uh the skit where he was Mario in a Mario Kart whatever yeah to Rainbow serious, Road or whatever uh, yeah adaptation which I would which totally I would watch love to have seen that. yeah it's so Make funny that show absolutely um, it's me <laughs> no it's oh, a me <laughs> it's a me Mario <laughs> who are you <laughs> it's a me Mario <laughs> Yeah. So I'm very much enjoying this. I did not play the games because it's not super, it's not really like my genre. Mm. Um, yeah. I like scary stuff much. But um, as far as having no background as far as how the games are supposed to be or anything, just as a show and a premise, I'm enjoying it a lot. I think it's really done well. Yeah. The graphics and how they're doing the zombies and all the different stuff is like, it's it's a plus, I, I think, at this point. Yeah, I, I think they're kind of step by step. They're they're showing sections of the game in a very interesting manner. I think that that works well with the flow of the show. So mm-hmm. like, you know, they're clearly cutting out five plus hours that you're playing in an area. You know, doing the gameplay stuff, but they are they are still representing those areas mm-hmm. throughout the show and. The transition from where they started to where they're trying to get. Yes. So for me, I, I'm going to say it's a dissected so far. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I can say dissected for me as well. I, I am really curious where they're going to go with the end of this show. But as of right now, I think that it's definitely working really well for me. Uh, but like if they change the ending, it's going to really like have a lot of implications on what they can do with season two mm-hmm. because they've already announced season two and that whole storyline really, <laughs> it's heavily relied on the events of the ending of season one or of, of the, the first game. So, yeah. uh, 
I'm really curious how they're gonna how they're gonna play that out if they if they try and change anything like that. Yeah. But yeah. So I guess we are. Uh, DTF? DTF. Sounds like it. Nice. Right before Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. You want to do these two still? Sure. All right, uh, next up, I saw Megan. Or M3GAN. Yeah, M3GAN. <laughs> uh, this came out on January 6th in theaters. It's uh, already has a sequel in the works, apparently. It announced for 2025. Uh, it was written by Akila Cooper, directed by Gerard Johnstone. Uh, and it stars Allison Williams as Gemma and Jenna Davis as David? What? Hold on. No. I was going to say. I was like, that doesn't seem right. I assume that's Megan. (laughs) Jenna Davis. That's not. Oh, yeah, that's Megan's voice. Jenna Davis as the voice of Megan, and Violet McGraw as Caddy, the niece of Gemma, and Ronnie, was it? Chang? Chang? Ronnie Chang? Sure. Ronnie Chang as David, which I believe is like Gemma's boss in the the show, or the, the movie. Okay. So, it's a pretty small cast, but um, the basic premise is it feels like it's... Child's play, Chucky. Okay. Got it. Uh, Gemma is very smart uh, engineer who makes this robot doll companion mm-hmm. uh, to like sell as a toy for for kids. That's really fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she basically tests it on her niece who had recently lost her parents in a car accident mm-hmm. as like a way for her to like have somebody to like interact with and feel I guess like comfortable with comfortable and, and like not alone mm-hmm. while she's like busy with work. Yeah. Um and it kind of just like unfolds from there mm-hmm. the events of the the whole thing with Megan. Um this I thought was actually gonna be a rated R movie. It ended up being PG thirteen, which mm. ironically people were still bringing their children who were like four weird to this movie yeah <laughs> and although it was pg-13 like there were actually moments that i felt like i'm kind of surprised that is a 13 like it felt like this feels like an r moment so like maybe it was an r and they shifted to 13 um they did a whole lot of interesting stuff with this it, it definitely felt like their market was to kind of like cater to like a younger i don't want to say tiktok audience but like this very Queen, yeah, I guess audience. Yeah. So TikTok, uh, I guess, yeah. Like yeah. there wasn't necessarily anything that was TikTok about it, but yeah. like it just felt like there was moments that like you could tell like they were really trying to like relate to the young crowd yes. with this one and like having the doll and all that stuff and um, like the movie starts with this like basically a commercial for like a spoof of like a Furby, okay, and like it's clearly. A part of the movie, but like, mm-hmm. 
that's like what they had before Megan comes around and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like she's like the new big thing that they need to do to compete with the the other toy companies and all that stuff. Got and, it. Uh, I I I liked it. There was a lot of obvious like tropey stuff that you would expect to like happen. You know, like somebody gets murdered or yeah, whatever. And like you're like, oh, okay, yeah, nothing new there. But yeah. like, um. God, it was terrifying. And like, <laughs> I will say that, like, the ending, in my opinion, I felt was pretty predictable. But, like, it was safe and it got the job done. Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to see another another movie. So I'm, I'm kind of glad to see that they're going to come out with another one. I want to say this, like, destroyed with the box office. Cause it Because it was, like, a really small budget. It was, it was a $12 million budget. And, like, the opening, I think they got, like, a... 165 worldwide. So, like, yeah. they made money on this one. Lots of money. Yeah. Which, ironically, I feel like this was one of the movies that had the biggest audience mm-hmm. that I went to in a long time. Yeah. Like, we've seen some superhero movies, I feel like, in theaters With, like, that really didn't have empty. anywhere near as many people as this movie did. And I thought that was really surprising because I didn't see it as something that was like this big event movie that people had to go see. Yeah. But, um,. I had a good time with it. So for me, it was a, a large slice. Yeah. I think it had some problems that they could like work out. But mm-hmm. like overall, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm glad I didn't have to see it. Yeah. Like, there was definitely <laughs> moments where I was like, yep, yeah, she would not have wanted to see this. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> okay. Um, we also watched Glass Onion. This came out in theaters last November 23rd, and it actually released on Netflix a month later on December 23rd. And it is the sequel to, uh, or I guess it's a sort of a sequel, um, to Knives Out. It's technically uh. called Glass Onion, colon, A Knives Out Mystery. But, yeah. Um, it is a sequel. Because it's better than being called Knives Out, colon, Cancer. Okay. It's unnecessary. <laughs> it was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> and it was related to Knives Out in that Daniel Craig played his character Benoit Blanc from Knives Out mm-hmm. in this as well. The premise of this is that we've got uh, Miles Braun, played by Edward Norton, is an eccentric billionaire and owner of a big tech company. He invites a bunch of his closest friends to a private island for a murder mystery event. Um, And chaos ensues, essentially. Um, He... Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into all the different things that happen, but there's a very large, a very big ensemble cast to this movie. I think that was like the biggest appeal, at least for me, yeah. was the cast of mm-hmm. of characters and, and who they got. And, yes. And how they were all going to like interact. Because like, you know, the Knives Out was such a fun movie because of the cast they had. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you had actors playing characters that you didn't really expect them to play mm-hmm. based off what they've done in previous work. And yes. Like, so it was fun to see it that. It did continue and that here. this one, I feel like you kind of got that same... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had Janelle Monet playing uh, Miles uh, Braun's ex-business partner, Catherine Hahn. Hey! Yeah, I know it was probably Lou, too. 
Catherine Hahn typically is some kind of comedic role, and she played basically a, a person. She's a governor who's running for Senate, kind of a big stick-in-the-mud type mm-hmm. person. And um, then we have Kate Hudson, who played this supermodel turned fashion designer who was famous for being politically incorrect on social media, <laughs> apparently. Um, and Dave Batista played a video game streamer and men's rights activist on Twitch and YouTube. Um just, just to name a few. And mm-hmm. so there's just a lot of characters who play playing characters that we're not used to seeing them in. And it was very interesting. Yeah. And obviously the events of the murder, murder planned murder mystery event do not go as planned. Yeah, yeah. So what was so <laughs> odd for me was like, when we saw the trailer, it was mm-hmm. like, essentially the whole thing was, he's planning his murder mystery. Yeah. And then, like... So, like, I was confused. I was like, I don't understand. So, he's planning, like, a fake murder, and then I guess he's got to get murdered? And so, like, I was going into it with that whole perspective. Yeah. And I really enjoyed what they did with this and, like, how they kind of kept you on your toes, Mm -hmm. thinking you knew exactly how it was going in, but then it just kind of played out a completely different way. They were like, guess what, bitch? You had no idea. (laughs) So I guess maybe that's the glass onion side of it. Yes. You know, I don't need... There's like, you know, all these debates after this movie was released on like what the true meaning of the glass onion title was. And like, mm-hmm. you know, people had all their theories and stuff. And like, some are like, it's it doesn't have any. It's just... It's just a, <laughs> yeah. It's just literal. But yeah. um, I, I did really enjoy this one. I think it was a fun time. I was surprised to see it go straight to Netflix. Yes. I figured they would have put it in theaters before they dropped it on Netflix. Because I guess Netflix They did owns, for a month. Did they? Yeah. Was It It must have been limited then because I yeah. don't think we had it around here. Uh, yeah, it was limited release. We didn't have it around here. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... A, I, I, I did enjoy this one a lot. And yeah. I hope that they do more. I think they have at least one more movie planned. Yeah, I want them to keep going with this because this character is great. And usually what they do with the stories. I think it's really fun to have like officially a new property that's like a mystery type situation. Mm-hmm. That it's not something that really gets done a lot, I think, anymore. I feel like these movies specifically are going to like re... Reinvigorate that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. get that, that kind of theme back into popularity. Yeah, yeah. Um like Benoit Blanc is just such a fun character. Absolutely, that, like, yeah. The way he interacts with everybody, it's yeah. just so, yeah, satisfying. I guess. Absolutely, yeah. Yep, I agree. This is and, definitely a dissector from me. And I, I feel like his character to say that too is like, you know, you go into this being like, oh yeah, he's so good at his job, you get this, and like yeah. they kind of play on that, and I love mm-hmm. how they kind of even put him in a situation where even he's kind of like unfamiliar mm-hmm. within the environment. Yes. And and it's kind of harder for him to then go and solve something because, like, the variables that he thought he had control of are now... Out of his control. Out of his control. Yes. And um, I think that was a fun way to use this character that we think we know how he works and then give him, like, a different condition mm-hmm. to work with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then I it, this one's hard to measure because it only had a month in a limited theater release, but it did make fifteen million from the theatrical mm-hmm. release. Well, I mean Netflix I'm bought sure. the rights to, yeah. to these movies, yeah, so yeah. So they they don't really care. I, I'm assuming they 
plan to make more. Yeah. You wouldn't invest just for one movie. Right. So, um, yeah, this one, I... I will say, I don't know if I could say it was a dissector for me. I would say it's it's a large slice. I do wish that they had, you know, like Catherine Hahn, she was a fun character. But, like, I feel like there were, like, situations, like, they didn't really use those characters as much as they could have. You yeah. Know, like, and maybe that's just, like, a product of, like, when they cast her, she wasn't as blown up mm-hmm. because of, like, other things she's been in. You know, like... Mm-hmm. WandaVision, for example, right, like right. maybe like I feel like that might have made her really grow in popularity, mm-hmm. and like maybe the role at the time when they cast her for this and like what they did with this, like she wasn't as big of a a character. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think feel it's like also I was surprised how little they used her. I guess. Yeah, I saying. think it's also a side effect of because like so there's such an ensemble. There's each one has a specific part to play in the mm. story, and hers I mean, just. Endgame did it. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, I had a I had a good time with this one. Good. Uh it's it was very long, I feel like, if I remember. It was pretty long, yeah. So it was like it was like two and a half hours. Uh probably. Um I mean luckily it's you know, you can watch it at home, so Yeah. And it looks like it only had a fifteen million dollar budget. You already well, that's not the budget. Oh, Wait, was it? You looking at notes from theatrical release? Yeah, that's how much they oh, okay, made. Sorry, yeah, sorry, I already sorry, mentioned sorry. that. Yeah. Okay. And I couldn't. I didn't find out how much budget they had, so I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for our reviews. Yes, it is. I'm sure we, we have quite a few more. We things. solved that mystery. <laughs> yeah. The mystery of what. Was our review of these movies and shows. Yeah, so you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no need for Benoit Blanc. Yeah, this time. This time. All right, well, let's get to the end of our episode and say what's coming up. I guess not really just this week, but the previous month. Yeah, that we've we're missed. doing a little catch up, plus so, typically what's coming out next yeah, is where we give go. Give you guys a little idea of what we're interested in. Maybe there's something that you'll find interesting and mm. want to check it out as as well uh so the bad batch season two uh came out on january 1st or 4th or is it december 4th no january yeah on january 4th for disney plus that's the star wars animated show mm-hmm. based off the clone troopers who mm-hmm. have very unique talents and appearances yeah um so i will be watching that one uh servant Season 4 came out on January 12th on Apple TV+. Plus. That is a show that I can't believe <laughs> is still running. But I actually enjoy every season when it comes out. You every do? Season, okay. Every season I'm like, I don't understand how they could keep going with this show. Yeah. Like this, uh, this has to be the last one. Yeah. I think this actually is the last season. Okay. For season 4. For but now. like, I'm just like, I don't understand how they're still going with this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm really enjoying this one. So, it's like a... I don't know. It's I don't know how to explain it. Basically, it's like a, a in-house uh, like babysitter, like an au pair. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like she's got this weird, gloomy backstory that mm-hmm. like is very mysterious and yeah, it always is. So it's just kind of unraveling that, and like 
had uh, directed the first few episodes, and he's kind of behind the script, I think, for it. So, um, it, it's a good time. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Obviously, The Last of Us, we just talked about our spoiler-free review. Mm-hmm. That came on the 15th, HBO Max. Go check that out if you haven't yet. It's a lot of fun. Uh, an Aqua Teen Forever Plantasm. So, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah. So, they Fuck made a yeah. movie last year, and it went straight to, like, DVD or whatever purchase. Oh. So it's finally hitting HBO Max. And Perfect. so like I'm excited because I can watch Hell yeah. it. So that came out on uh, February 8th. Sweet. Yeah. And I think there's actually a revival of the show even. Nice. At some point. Even better. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's it for my list. Okay. For me, um, season two of Vikings Valhalla started January 12th. I still haven't started it yet, but I need to because <laughs> I liked the first season. South Park season 26 dropped on HBO Max on February 8th. We uh, did start that? Yeah, we watched, yeah, the, first we, we watched the first episode. I, I think I'm going to go back and catch up on yeah. season 1 through 25 before I finish the rest, though. <laughs> okay. You let me know how that goes it in like 20 like years. It's like a show I really need to like yeah. <laughs> get a grasp of, of the, the past. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they started out with a bang. And Harley Quinn, a very problematic Valentine's Day special, came out on February 9th. It was the Max Original Season 3B premiere, which I assume is, is it a second half of Season yeah. 3? Yeah, so okay. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was just like a one-off thing. But So that makes more sense because the ending of what we saw, which is what I thought was the end of that season, yeah. I was like, this is a very like... Weird ending. Yeah, it's yeah. a very like... Yeah. Not exciting ending. Yeah. So I guess it's only because it was the first half of the show. Yeah, yeah. So it tracks. And then finally, Carnival Row Season 2 comes out on the 17th of February on Amazon Prime, which we've been waiting for a long time for that, I right? completely forgot about this show. <laughs> you want to know how long this show has been like... How long? Not around? How long? We reviewed Season 1... Mm-hmm. On our first episode. Oh shit! Really? Of of this podcast. our first ever episode we've reviewed. I season believe one. it was our first episode. Oh wow, that's and that crazy. That was what uh, 2019. Yes. 20. No, it was 19. I know it was. It was October. 19 because it was right before the pandemic. Oh right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. that makes more sense. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we'd have so much content to talk about. Yeah. Dead. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then theaters, we had uh, Megan came out on the 6th, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. of January. And Knock at the Cabin came out February 3rd. Uh, Titanic 45th anniversary was released uh, again, I mm-hmm. guess. For... I just, I chose to put this in there okay. because, I don't know. Because James it, Cameron Technically, it's you. coming out. Yeah, yeah. James, because James Cameron is, is James, James Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> It's James Cameron. It's James Cameron. <laughs> um, that was on February 10th. I assume yeah. it's still in theaters. Yeah. yeah. I am in no way trying to promote yeah. giving him more of a success to Titanic. Yeah. But for anybody who does want to see it on the big screen again, there it is. Yeah. And then I'll let you do this next one. And I'm sure it'll be back another time. So. <laughs> yeah. For the 46th anniversary, I'm sure they'll bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> probably the anniversary of the 44th or of the 45th anniversary they'll they'll do <laughs> 45th anniversary anniversary yeah yeah 
And of course, the last on our list of releases coming out is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on December 17th. So fucking excited. February. What did I say? December. <laughs> I didn't say December. You did. Okay, I'll say it again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and last on our list, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on February 20th, on February 17th. Which, of course, I'm very excited for. Of course. We have our tickets. Yep. We're ready to fucking go. Yep. We've got our tickets for uh, to see it twice. At least I do. Yeah, you do. So. I have PTO really in the afternoon it. so we can go to an early showing. Really excited yeah. for this one. I really, yeah. I can't wait to see what, what happens. Yeah. I, I hope it has huge consequences on the future of the MCU. It has to. Yeah. 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 Do you have any predictions, what you think? No. Are we going to see any, like, oh shit characters that we didn't expect to see, you think? I, there's got to be. There's got to be at least one character that I mean, we didn't Modoc see in the trailers. Would, would have been that character, I feel like. But, but they, they revealed him very, already. They made it very clear right off the bat that he was in this movie, who he was. Mm-hmm. They didn't really make it any kind of mystery. So we're either going to get a so brand new character. somebody else. We're either going to get a brand new character that's not in the trailers, or we're going to get a reveal that somebody in the trailers is not who we thought they were. Oh, right. If they're doing like the... Deception type fucking mm-hmm. trailer yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know what would be funny if it was Modok? Yeah. If it was, they're telling us it's it's uh, the cross character. Yeah. And they had his face. Yeah. And then it ends up being a not. different character. Yeah. As Modok. Yeah. Because that would be funny. Because like that would explain why he looked so shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like we're just gonna slap like, it together. Yeah, it doesn't just, matter. Just yeah. Like, yeah. To get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Uh, notable mentions we already talked about them the menu came out on hbo max january 3rd so if you're interested check that out and wakanda forever was available on disney plus starting february yeah, 1st. i think i think it's gonna be there if i'm correct it's gonna be there forever okay i mean it should be legally yeah legally yeah. speaking yeah all right we have reached the end of our episode of our first episode of 2023 yes very exciting Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you uh, tuning in again, uh, waiting for us to come back, and we appreciate your patience while we get into the swing of things again. And uh, don't forget to follow us on all the social medias. We've got Twitter, DTF Pod. Yeah. We've got Twitter, DTF Pod, Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction, Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Um, we've got our website, dtfcast.com. There's a listing of all of our episodes. We're on all of the various podcatchers. Anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, we're there typically. Um, so follow us, share, leave us a review. If you'd leave us a review, it'd be really helpful so we could know how we're doing and yeah, all that like stuff. Yeah, five to 300 reviews, all positive. Yeah, that'd be great uh, if you could just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can even send us an email directly if you have content requests or suggestions to dtfpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Tomorrow we get a content request. They're like, yeah, I was wondering if you could uh, just stop talking <laughs> we altogether. Did, we didn't get that email. Oh. <laughs> just stop. The, just stop the podcast. Just stop altogether. Delete it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I will pay you, please. <laughs> well, how much? <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> And then we start a new podcast. Yeah. With like a slightly loophole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
You gotta, you gotta delete that because then yeah. we've given away our trick. Yeah. <laughs> Slicing up stuff. Yeah. That's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> DTF variant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone for listening. That's it for episode 130 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to do it. Yeah, I had to keep the suspense <laughs> yeah. for the new year. Yeah, of course. Don't forget to look for our gaming episode, newly titled Loading Games with DTF. Very excited for that. And of course, next week we will have our Anatomy of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So we will not have a regular episode, but we will have our breakdown of that movie and everything that contains the MCU's future within it. So look forward to that one.